This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Ah, okay, now I'll do the news intro. How about that? And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Friday, October 7th. Good morning, Read us the news quickly! Yes. <laughs> Good thing. Uh, in the news this morning, authorities say more than 80 shots were fired in a shooting that claimed the life of a teenage boy and triggered a brief barricade situation Thursday night in North Philadelphia. Officers from the Philadelphia Police Department were called to the 3400 block of Palthrob Street uh, for reports of gunfire. Police found a 17-year-old boy suffering from multiple gunshot wounds to the body and rushed him to Temple Hospital where he later died. Responding officers Officers took three persons of interest into custody, including two on foot and one person found in a black pickup truck. A SWAT team was called to the scene for reports of two males barricading themselves inside a nearby garage. Authorities breached the garage but did not find anyone inside. Investigators say over 80 shots were fired from at least two guns, including an AK-47 style short rifle and a handgun. Both guns were recovered at the scene. It's believed the teenage victim was riding a mini motorcycle when he was fatally shot, according to police. No motive has been confirmed, but police speculate the gunfire might have started from a botched robbery. And you look at the area where this is taking place, it's on a residential street. It's, it's a war zone. Yeah. My God. Investigators in Newcastle, Delaware, are hoping new surveillance video will help solve a cold murder case. Kevin Powers was shot and killed on February 11th, 2015. Investigators say Powers' girlfriend and her young son were exiting the victim's apartment when he was confronted by two masked and armed suspects. They forced their way into the apartment where they shot Powers multiple times. On Thursday, police released a video showing a person getting into a white Honda Civic with a dark stripe down the hood. Newcastle County police say a standing cash reward is is offered in exchange for information deemed to benefit the investigation or lead to the arrest and conviction of the individuals responsible for committing this crime. Anyone with information should contact the Newcastle County Police. Allegations of year-long competition fixing have jolted the world of Irish dancing. Oh. No! No! The CLRG, the oldest Irish dancing body in the world, this week announced an investigation into claims that numerous Irish dance teachers were rigging results. Just... They weren't using anal beads, were they? Like, well, like, Steve, no. hold on a minute. Oh. You don't, we don't oh, know. Maybe. All right. Some 12 instructors were implicated in evidence that was passed to the organization in July. At least six other teachers are also suspected of cheating, according to screenshots of exchanges with judges. One teacher and a judge appeared to be exchanging sexual favors for higher scores. Oh, my God. So, Steve, I don't know. Maybe they were using Sully beads. The- Reputation. So we've, so we've had chess and poker and now Irish, Irish dancing. dancing. Oh. And, fishing. and fishing. And fishing. And fishing. <laughs> the sports we could rely upon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What the hell's going on? No. The fixing allegations go back several years. The CLRG. There's a badminton story next week. I'm going to. <laughs> recruited oh, a, nuts. For, a former Irish Court of Appeals judge to head up the probe. Such unethical behavior cannot, cannot and will not be tolerated by this organization, they said. Um we were talking about this last week with the poker, or earlier this week, and I just, anytime you enter the word competition into something, yeah. especially oh, yeah. if there is money involved, yeah, yeah people are going to cheat. Somebody's going to cheat. Somebody's well, you pointed cheat. out, yeah. uh, we were talking about video games, and, and why would someone playing, a, anonymously playing a video game against other people use hacks and cheats? Yeah. Like, 
What does that do for you? I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Even in Irish dancing. Irish dancing. <laughs> oh. In sports this morning. The Phillies will play their first playoff game in 11 years today against the Cardinals in St. Louis. Zach Wheeler, who threw 14 scoreless innings against the Cardinals in July, starts for the Phillies. Jose Quintana, who pitched a 2-0-1 ERA in 12 starts with St. Louis after a deadline trade from Pittsburgh, goes for the Cards. The first pitch is scheduled today for 2-0-7. Cameron Dicker will indeed make his NFL debut. Yes, Preston? Dicker. 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 I saw you whip your head around. He's a kicker. That's awesome. Oh. Uh, so Dicker the kicker will make his NFL debut on Sunday when the Eagles face the Cardinals. Jake Elliott is expected to miss the game with the ankle injury he suffered last Sunday in the Eagles' win over the Jaguars. Jordan Maialata feared the worst after he made a diving attempt at a tackle on Sunday and his right arm popped Ooh, out of the socket. E. But his scans on Monday looked good, and doctors say he's day-to-day. The Eagles' kickoff on Sunday in Arizona is at 425. And the Union has their last game of the season on Sunday against Toronto uh, FC. Game time is at 2.30 at Subaru Park. And that's game. what I have for you this morning. What's that, Marissa? Last regular season game. Regular sure. season game, yes. All right. But I thought that they didn't... No, they have playoffs. Oh, but okay. I mean, it's, it's their last game of the season. Okay. Right. I don't think you missed folks. All right. Well, listen. Welcome. It's Friday. We're, we're happy to be here, and we have a lot of stuff going on today in fine Friday form. So we're going to give away our Word of the Week prize, Muse Home and Away. We have tickets to see the show here at the Wells Fargo Center and a trip to Las Vegas to see them there. I love this trip. Uh, and by the way, uh, there was a pre-sale that happened yesterday, so tickets go on sale for that show today at 10 a.m. <laughs> at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. Piers all. You're so excited. Uh, excited for that. All right. We also have joining us uh, Michael uh, Palisak, uh, or is that how do you say his name? Palisak. Palisak. All right, he's going to be Don't at Talk Back Punchline <laughs> uh, this weekend, so he's stopping in to say hello this morning. We also have WWE Extreme WWE Extreme Rules uh, wrestler Bailey. She's been here before. Will be on the show today as well. And actress Beverly D'Angelo. Yes, Mrs. Clark Griswold. Kind of a last minute thing. Here. Uh, will be joining us. Yeah, and she's on to promote uh, the Good House. And we just spoke to who do we speak to? Marina Marina Vicarin. Yeah, yep. about that. That's correct. So she is going to be on the show. Uh, we have you who loot a chance to win a thousand dollars this morning twice. So we'll do that at eight and ten a.m. And our friends from Red Robin are stopping Ooh, by this morning. Yum. yum. And uh, <laughs> we'll be doing some giveaways in conjunction with those guys stopping by. So a lot on our plate, several things to get to, friends. We're going to take a quick break. We will come back in just a moment. The entertainment report is all set to go for you with a, a really cool, stupid question. A listener oh. submitted stupid question, one I did not know the answer to. We'll find out if you know the answer to it and can get a prize in conjunction with that. We'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes? You guessed it. Weekly. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. This traffic report brought to you by... It's brought to you... <laughs> by... by. 
Where the hell is it? I can't believe this arcane system. Brought to you by Ashley Home Store. Explore savings this weekend at Ashley. Don't miss your chance to save 20% off your entire furniture purchase or get 60 months no interest financing with no money down. Ashley in Pottstown, Warminster, Ben Salem, and Maple Shade. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. You should sing Brought to You By every time to kill a little bit of give you yeah, a little extra. She needs to do it. Yeah. yeah. Brought to you by. Click, 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 click. Well, no, that, that one was my fault. If I don't have it pulled up, then it takes that long for me to pull it up. Like, I have to pull it up ahead of time. All right. Well, listen. Aside from that, we have some stuff to give away, things to do. I have a stupid question ready to go. We have a pair of combo passes for the Bates Motel and Haunted Attraction. That's our big friggin' deal this week and wraps up soon. So make sure you get that, all right, before the weekend's up. The question that I have for you was submitted by Scott Wendell, and this is a great question. Had no idea. Uh, What... There's a, a fairly subpar movie called uh, The Light of Day with Joan Jett in it. Yeah. I actually liked it because it's all about, uh, you know, bar bands. And yeah. they actually do some of the stuff right in it. But it's not a very good acting film. But nonetheless, what rock band leader, lead singer, appeared in the 1987 movie Light of Day as a member of the fictional new wave band The Problems? Mm, oh, wow. That's a good one. 215263WMMR. Wow. You're probably going to have to do a little bit of research to figure this one out because I had never heard this before. What rock band lead singer appeared in the 1987 movie Light of Day as a member of the fictional new wave band The Problems? All right, 215-263-WMMR, that is the number. Let me go through some birthdays today, Friday, October 7th. Uh, We have Joy Behar of The View. She is 80 years old today. Wow. So, yeah. There there was a time where she had announced she was retiring from The View and she had started a company that was cosmetics-based. Do you remember this? No. This is all part of the thing. Uh -uh. And then she changed her mind, but apparently... Uh She has a skin. She does not look eighty, dude. If she's eighty, yeah, 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 um, yeah. I'm on board for whatever her skin regime is because uh, she looks fantastic. So, uh, turning eighty years old today, Joy Behar uh, from Radiohead. It's Tom York's birthday. Lead singer of the band. Uh, he turns fifty four years old today. I bet you this would drive him uh, crazy for me to say this, but I this is still my favorite Radiohead. Oh, uh, not yeah. mine. I like Karma Police. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of Carmen Place is kind of sleepy for me, yeah. but yeah. Um, I, you know what? I wish I liked Radiohead. Me so do I. I. I really do. I, we could play with the cool kids. That, I, that's it. Yeah, oh, the cool people like Radiohead. They hang outside and they smoke. I, I, I'm not really in Radiohead. <laughs> There's one song I never remember the name of it, but I, but I say it's my favorite song. But I don't know the name of it. I just kind of know how I, it goes. I tried to dive in. Yeah. In fact, there was a, 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 years ago they did like a live radio streaming event or whatever the hell it was. And I go, now I'm just going to get in the right mood. I'm going to sit in a low-lit room, and and I couldn't get into it. You know what I don't like is the comparisons to Pink Floyd, because I don't hear that at no. all. Uh, it's kind of like the comparisons of uh, Oasis and the Beatles. No. I don't hear that either. No. But some people do, and, and they, I guess, you know, it's all an interpretation, but it's, it doesn't translate with me that way. One I, band, I think, compares favorably to the Beatles, and that would be the image. For me, that'd be oh, no, no, no. <laughs> but I have... That's my old band back I in have school. I have gone back and listened time and time again, going, all right, maybe this is going to be the time. Because I did that with Coldplay. I did not like Coldplay at first. And then I was like, all right, uh, let me just give this one more try. And I was in the perfect mood. And I went back and I listened to their first album. And I was like, okay, I hear it now. 
Okay. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Gotta yeah, say yeah, sure. sure. Alright, later on I'm gonna have uh, put some Calgon bath beads. Uh-huh. And, you know, whisk me away, Preston. But, uh, listen, they're influential, they're popular uh, with a certain crowd. Yes. People love them. Uh, who, the people who love them love them. So, Tom York, happy 54th birthday today. It's Simon Cowell's birthday today. Oh, jeez. Uh, he is celebrating his 63rd birthday. He looks like his own Madden Tussauds <laughs> wax dummy now. He looks... He looks weird. Constructed. Oh my God! He's had uh, he's had a face. He's had everything top tightened, and it looks too taut now. I haven't taken a good look at him in a while, uh, but he turns uh, sixty three years old today. Uh, we also have turning a year older, John Mellencamp. Oh, oh my God! Sucking on a chili dog. I didn't even think about that. You didn't? I didn't think about that at all. No. I always miss the utter catastrophe references that Steve hits, too. So, uh, Mellencamp, I'm telling you, man, I've seen him in concert probably five or six times. And every single time I walk out of that show going, man, that was fun. I've, it was so much fun. I agree a thousand percent. I've seen him about that many times, too, Preston. And I will always bring up this moment. Uh, and I've said it before on air. It was the Jones Beach Theater, um, and uh, it's an outdoor venue, and the, the concert's rapping on one of the last final songs. And who's the drummer who's fantastic? Oh, Kenny Arnoff. Kenny Arnoff. Yeah. He Is takes he... his drumstick, and he throws it up, yeah. at, you know, when they're, they're finishing up, and there happen to be, like, white big bulb lights strung across... Like right out of the natural, uh-huh. the light exploded. Oh, that's wow. awesome. And it's like everybody's going, wow! Oh, my God. Cool. Uh, is he in town tonight or this weekend? Oh, uh, uh, AEG wanted to send you guys a care package for John Mellencamp today. I don't know if it's because of his birthday or if it's because he's Send it be away. In, I love John. In town. I thought I just read that he had announced a tour the other day. Maybe that's Remember, what I it brought is. that up in Music News that he just announced a tour. Uh, so Marissa's pulling up the dates right now, and it starts in February. Okay, so, that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, so it's next maybe year. Maybe tickets go on sale today, maybe? Um, good question. we got to figure that out. I'll come back to you on that. Uh, right. Marissa will look that information Check up. Check it out is, one of the, I think, one of the most beautiful yeah. emotional songs ever. It yeah. just gets me every time. Uh, John turns 71 years old today. Uh, also, uh, from the world of rock and roll, drummer Tico Torres. Hey! Uh, bon Jovi fame is uh, 69 years old, and Tico's been with John from the beginning. And uh, Do you think Tico ever gets together with Taco and Tito? And Tito. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's T- a super Tito group. Jackson and Taco and Tico Torres. Tico, that's, Taco, and Tito. <laughs> that's a dinner party I want to be a part of. Man. I hung out with him once, and he just couldn't have been a nicer guy, at least when you know we were hanging out with him. Yeah, it was like an after-show party that we somehow got invited to, and uh, you know John was there, they were all there, and we kind of hung with him for a little bit. That's great. Excellent. So, uh, happy birthday to Tico as well. And yes, Casey, uh, John Mellencamp tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m. Nice. Uh, the show is at the Kimmel, Camp, or, uh, the Kimmel Center. On uh, June 3rd. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. Get tickets if you're even remotely a fan, because I'll tell you this, um, you'll know every song. I wonder when, uh, Marissa, can you find out what day of the week June 3rd is? Saturday. Ooh! That's a weekend! I can do that! I'm doing it! Look at me, Mom, I'm doing it! Uh, I, I will have to go to that. That is a, that's a good time, guaranteed. Hey, before I go to the answer to the stupid question... Uh, I'm going to do a shout out now. Huh. Uh, our buddy Joe Yoakum, oh! uh, also known as Intern Joe, had yeah. texted me and he asked to give a shout out. He wants a shout out to Team Delco. 
They're taking on Team Monco in the Hirschberg Ryder Cup. It's at the Union League Liberty Hill, and they're representing uh, the uh, Workhorse Brewery. And uh, he had said that they they need to, they need some wins. Okay, yeah. they, they they need to win. They some need holes. nine. They need nine and nine and a half points mm-hmm. uh, in order to take this. But we want to give some love to our buddy Joe and Team Delco for the Hirschberg Ryder Cup. And good luck to you, man. So that's going out to everybody there. All right, uh, did I miss a birthday, Marissa? Yeah. All right, Tony Braxton, uh, the singer, is celebrating her birthday today. So she is a legend, fifty-five years okay. old. All right, we're going to see if we can get an answer to the stupid question today. Um, and it was uh, from listener Scott Wendell. What rock band lead singer appeared in the nineteen eighty-seven movie Light of Day as a member of the fictional new wave band called The Problems? Two one five two six three. WMMR is the number, and we will go to Shelby to see if we can get the answer. Hi there, Shelby. Hello. All right, Shelby, so which rock rock band lead singer was uh, performing in this fictional new wave band, The Problems of the Movie Light of Day? Was it Trent Reznor? It was Trent Reznor. Yep. Hang on a second, Shelby. did not know that. So Joan Jett was in the band that the, the movie is about. Uh, and Trent Reznor, and the word was, is they they were they were shooting a scene, and they were uh, they just needed a local band to come by and fill in and play as this band, and they were like the only band that had their equipment ready to go at that time, right, right. And yeah. so they came by doing. Apparently, this is the only movie that Trent Reznor was ever in. So uh, he has no speaking role. They just show him real quick. He's playing keyboards. That's and hilarious. He's in the movie. Yeah. So. Uh, congratulations to you, Shelby. We are going to set you up with a pair of combo passes for the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions in Glen Mills. Uh, it is this week's big friggin' deal, by the way. Two tickets to the Bates Motel and Haunted Attractions for just $50, and that's half price to experience the number one haunted attraction in America. And you can get it now at WMMR.com. Use the keyword deal. That's while supplies last. All right, so I have some entertainment stories uh, to run by you guys, and uh, we'll begin with this one. Kevin Spacey was present in Manhattan Federal Court on Thursday for... Present. Opening arguments in the actor's civil trial. Anthony Rapp, the actor, is currently suing the Oscar-winning actor for $40 million. Man. Claiming that Spacey made unwanted sexual advances to him in 1986 when Spacey was 26 and Rapp was 14 years old. You know Anthony Rapp from Rent. Yeah, he uh, he plays uh, Mark. Yeah. Uh, And he's also, he's been in tons of Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, and in Adventures in Babysitting, he was uh, the best friend. Right. Uh, In opening arguments, Spacey's attorney, Jennifer L. Keller, called Rapp bitter and claimed that he peaked around the year 2000 and blames Mr. Spacey for everything that hasn't gone well in his life. What jury isn't going to respond one way to that? He sucks. According to Variety, uh, Spacey's legal team plans to bring medical experts who will testify about trauma and memory lapses. Based on their opening statements, they appear ready to argue that Rap has misremembered or embellished key details. So how many cases is Spacey looking at? He had those... The, oh, there were the cases that were... In England, yep. right? Yep. When he was director of the uh, the Globe Theater, I guess he was. Yep. Uh, and then there's the domestic ones. There was there were there was one that was completely dismissed. Yep. Um, so I, it's, I don't remember it, how, how like many. This is a conga line. Yeah. So this is uh, I think this was one of the first ones I thought that yeah, they yeah. So it's getting underway. Hey, this is an interesting story. Um, William Shatner. Reveals in his new book, which is called A Bold to Go, Reflections of on Life and Awe and Wonder, 
uh, that uh, he has said that going into space on the Blue Horizon uh, Horizon flight last year left him with a strong feeling of grief. Huh. Oh. Yeah. What? Uh, he, writes, he lost his luggage. Oh, no. He writes in an excerpt shared with Variety, the contrast between the vicious coldness of space and the warm nurturing of Earth below filled me with overwhelming sadness. Oh, my god! He said, every day we're confronted with the knowledge of further destruction of Earth at our hands, the extinction of animal species, the flora and fauna, things that took five billion years to evolve. And suddenly, we will never see them again because of the interference of mankind. And it filled me with dread. My trip to space was supposed to be a celebration. Instead, it felt like a funeral. And he added that this feeling, which is dubbed uh, the overview effect, so it's it's a is not <clears throat> uncommon. Thing. Interesting for wow. astronauts in particular, and has been described by Yuri Gagarin, Michael Collins, Sally Ride, and many others. I never, I've never heard of this. Heard of that before? That's really interesting. Yeah. Because it's supposed it, to be similar? on, you would think it's awe-inspiring and incredible, and but it, apparently, maybe it, um, from that know. from that vantage point, yeah. yeah. Or Steve, is it so incredible, like almost like the Olympic athletes, that it's like what am af- I going to? Yeah, afterwards, yeah. you're like, well, what now? Like, yeah, you know what I mean. I get question. nauseous on a Ferris wheel. I seriously. <laughs> but Steve, I want to ask you because uh, you have mentioned this sort of thing, like when you are. Um, when you do this thing where you basically pull yourself out of your body and you're essentially right. watching yourself. The watcher, yes. The watcher. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe that's the same type of, a, of effect? It could be, yeah. I think what's happening is uh, w- uh, compare the population to the scant few who have had the opportunity to view the planet yeah. from that perspective. Yeah. And, yeah, you could see it. Uh, to me, that would be a cold dose of reality. Yeah. I, I don't think a trip to space will make you more frivolous. You know? yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. Interesting stuff. All right. Uh, so a few other things. Jada Pinkett Smith has a lifetime of thoughts that she'd like to set down. Uh, the actor, singer, entrepreneur, and co-host of uh, the Red Table okay, Talk has uh, set down, not slapped down. Oh. Uh, oh, you're talking about the slap. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, and has a deal for what uh, Day Street Books is calling an honest and gripping memoir that will cover her complicated marriage to Will Smith among other topics. Uh, the book is currently untitled and scheduled for next fall. In an announcement, uh, the uh, press release stated, Jada Bingham Smith chronicles lessons learned in the course of a difficult but riveting journey, a roller coaster ride from the depths of suicidal depression to the highs, heights of personal rediscovery and the celebration of authentic... Oh, shut up, man. ...feminine <laughs> oh, power. <wow. laughs> I mean, honestly, what's going to be in this book that's not already in, like, the Red Table Talk? Every episode yeah. is yeah. something like that. So I guess maybe you're going to just put them into, into, into one thing. Quick yeah. question on that, yeah. family. Mm-hmm. Does Willow Smith have a new hit out or something? Does oh, she? I don't know. Because she's the musical guest on SNL this weekend. She must oh. have new music yeah. out. Yeah. According to the announcement, Pinkett Smith will recount her unconventional upbringing in Baltimore, her friendship with uh, late rapper Tupac Shakur, her love with Smith, and her experiences uh, with motherhood. I don't know what the slap, it's got to be in there, right? Um, By the way, apparently something that's been a big issue in the marriage that's caused a lot of these um, uh, issues with her and Will comes from Will's jealousy about her relationship with Tupac Shakur. Yeah, I think I remember. So that was a big thing, and he he's never been able to shake it off. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, Tupac was legit. He yes. Was, uh, well, he was too legit to quit. Yeah, he was, he was too was legit to quit. Uh, no, no, that was Hammer. No, that yeah. Was. Uh, but, but he was uh, uh, a little bit more. And now, while Will had a huge 
uh, you know, success run right. with with his uh, with his music. He was a little more novelty at the right. beginning, right, right, right. so not taken quite as seriously as Tupac. I could see that. I could totally see. I that. I mean, come on, you're a successful actor. You're yeah. a very successful actor. Yeah, come on, man. Don't worry about it. All right, I, this was sad to see this morning. Judy Tenuta. Brash stand-up who cheekily styled herself as the goddess of love and toured with George Carlin as she built her career in the 1980s golden age of comedy, died on Thursday. She was 72. Uh, She passed away at home in Los Angeles with her family around her. The cause of death was ovarian cancer. That sucks. Uh, She was... uh like, I I thought she was really funny. Mm-hmm. She her 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 stuff was fairly cutting edge, mm-hmm. uh, and um, she, she briefly dated Emo Phillips. Oh, that, that's perfect. Oh my yeah, God. yeah. You know what? I was wondering about this, Steve. That that era had uh, these uh, character comics. Yes, which you really don't see anymore. Andrew Dice Clay, yeah, her and uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait, yeah, yeah. and uh, uh, even Howie Kennison to some extent. Yes, you know? yeah. Uh, but you really don't see no. that style anymore. No. Uh, even um, uh, we just had him on. Uh, Stephen Wright. Stephen Wright. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and Howie Mandel. Yeah. 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 So uh, she was definitely of a time and very, very successful in her field. Uh, by the way, her, her uh, uh, PR rep said that uh, she had claimed that her birth date was November 7th, 1965, but she was actually born in 1949. <laughs> And he said she was so old school, she would never tell her real age. So that oh would be God. something when they wanted to get under her skin, other comics, That's... they would oh, they would, really? they would prod her on her age. No oh, way. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Weird Al Yankovic uh, had said, devastated here of the passing of my dear, dear friend, the lovely Miss Judy Tenuta. And fellow accordion player. I can't believe she's gone. Yep. He said, Earth truly lost a oh. goddess. And she was uh, apparently a part of his, uh, he had a TV series. Uh, in the 1990s, and she was a part of that. Uh, Tenuta gained uh, national attention in 1987 with On Location, Women of the Night, an HBO special in which she starred with Ellen DeGeneres, Paula Poundstone, and Rita Rudner. I think we've had all of them on we one have, time yeah. or another. Uh, in 1988's, uh, in 1980s American Comedy Awards TV special, she was named Best Female Comedy club performer opposite male winner Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, wow. She never, well, now she'll never have a chance to work with Tico, Taco, and Tito. Oh, that's too bad. I think uh, I'm going to change my birth year. Okay. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. Are you going to move it back or closer? Why? So I look like great for my age? I, I say. That. I didn't even think of that. I say, oh, did you know that Kathy's 74? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, she looks sensational. That's a great idea. Yeah. I was definitely going to go the other way, but Steve, I, right, yeah. I like where you're going with this. Uh, by the way, Tenuta was two-time Grammy nominee, getting back-to-back nominations in 95 and 96 for Best Spoken Word Comedy Album for, and I love the name of this album, Attention Butt Pirates and Lesbitarians, <laughs> and In Goddess We Trust. She was a supporter of LGBTQ rights, took uh, part in Pride Festivals, and counted members of the queer community as enthusiastic fans. Uh, and uh, on her website, she said that as an ordained minister of Judaism, spelled J-U-D-Y-ism, <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, she was available for same-sex marriages. And with her, her self-centered Judaism religion, she said, In my religion, I'm the only one that gets to complain. The really nice thing about my religion is you can forget all about your problems and think about mine for a while. <laughs> right. So sad news that she passed away at 72. Army Hammer was spotted back in the United States in the wake of the Discovery uh, Plus docuseries House of Hammer. Uh, they call me by your name star who has been hiding in the Cayman Islands 
was spotted having dinner at the popular Beverly Hills eatery Il Pasa, uh, Pas, Pasado. Yes, they Pas, serve human flesh there. Pasatillo. Uh, and uh, he was accompanied by an older woman. So he's just been seen. That's all that I know. Can I get ice cream? <laughs> She's really old. Not yet, guys. Uh, can I get a cup of ice cream? Uh, Kim Kardashian revealed Thursday that Kanye West did not appreciate her Milan Fashion Week looks from February. Uh, the Skims founder revealed on the latest episode of The Kardashians uh, that he sent her a slammer about her oversized Prada jumpsuit that said, The orange look made me so mad. Would have went to jail before I went out in that. This is this is what this is what these people worry about. He famously overhauled her wardrobe when they started dating in uh, 2012, and Kim herself has admitted that she was quote having panic attacks uh, without him as her stylist. So do you, here's a picture of the outfit up on uh, the screen here in the studio, Preston. Do you give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? I think it's stupid looking. <laughs> she looks like uh, she looks like uh, she unzipped her hazmat suit. Yeah, totally. That's exactly it. And she's just wearing a sports bra underneath. Yeah. So I, I'm going to have to go with Kanye on this one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Melissa McCarthy took to Instagram yesterday to pay tribute to uh, her time on the Gilmore Girls. Uh, in one post, she shared a photo of her and co-star Lauren Graham embracing with a comment that says, Happy Stars, ha- Happy Stars Hollow, se- Hollow Season what? to all those who celebrate. Hollow! That's the name of the town they lived in in Gilmore. Oh. Stars Hollow? Mm-hmm. Okay. Hollow! Uh, <laughs> and she wrote, how was this 22 years ago? How the F? Aren't they talking about a- another reboot? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I know you were all about that. That was your jam. In a separate post, she praised Graham writing, I have no idea how LG did all that dialogue. She was amazing. She was in Gilmore Girls? She I was the so. chef. She was Sookie. Yes. I, yeah, you're saying this as if yeah. I've ever watched even one <laughs> second of that show. Yeah, that was the name of her character. I I actually did watch it. I think maybe like in reruns in the second run. And Oh, you didn't it, watch it when it was originally on? I don't really remember, okay. but um, it wasn't until later that I realized who she was. It's okay. a big it's just, cult, yeah. big cult for that yeah, show, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, social media users are are rooting for Pete Davidson and Giselle Bunchen to get together. <laughs> oh, if she and Tom Brady split, Dude, that would be awesome. Dude, it, you know what? It'll probably <laughs> happen. This is how these things start now. Among them is uh, one of the Saturday Night Live stars, famous exes. He news reports that Kate Beckinsale. Of course, they dated. Yeah. Recently, liked a popular meme that featured Davidson smiling about the speculation that Brady and Bunchen have split. Listen, I would if I was him, I'd I'd get in her sphere and start to work that. Yeah, I bet there's no apparently no woman off the table for him. Yeah, yeah. Why not, man? Go for it. Uh, this was sad to see. Uh, former WWE wrestler Sarah Lee yeah. died. She was 30 years old. Her family announces saying that they were in shock at her passing. Uh, Lee's mother, Terry, announced her death on Thursday in a post on her Facebook page, but did not provide any details of the cause of death. Uh, Lee won the sixth season of WWE's reality show competition, Tough Enough, in August 2015. And just a day before... Her mother announced the death. Lee posted a photo of herself in gym clothes on her Instagram and wrote, celebrating finally being able to, being healthy enough to go to the gym two days in a row. She added that uh, first ever sinus infection kicked my butt. So it's kind of mysterious. It is very point. mysterious because she was in very good shape. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, 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 we're having Bailey on later. 
Yeah, Bailey from uh, yeah. WWE Extreme. I, maybe they know each other. Yeah, they yeah. Know each other. I'm not sure. Uh, for the last five years, Lee continued her wrestling training in Orlando, Florida. She was married to former WWE superstar Wesley Bake Blake, real name Corey Weston. Uh, they have three children, including a baby that was born in August of last year. That's terrible news. Wow. Uh, let's see. What else do I have for you? Academy Award winner Jared Leto. Uh, is moving from the House of Gucci to the Cult of Chanel. The actor is set to play former Chanel artistic director and fashion designer Carl Lagerfeld in an upcoming biopic. Oh, that's good. Interesting. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Leto will produce the film with Emma Ludbrook through their production company called Paradox. Did you see the uh, House of Gucci? Yeah. I did not. I-, I liked it. I thought it was okay. I, I mean, know. It, it, I- we we talked about this before. Yeah, I think yeah. Nick, right? He was the one who was kind of like I was expecting way more. Well, he I, thought I he was expecting it to be the Versace. He was like, oh, that's right. oh, that's he, got the, he got the movie wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really liked it. I I knew the story behind it, but I didn't know the extent of it. So to me, it was I thought it was really interesting. Okay, yeah. Uh, Leto said uh, Carl was an artist, period. He was a fashion designer. He was a photographer. He was an artist. There was no defining him. He was a rambler and a, just, and a gambler and a sweet-talking ladies man. I just called him an artist. Yeah. That's that's a definition. Uh, he was a creative powerhouse. Uh, I feel like this is a full-circle moment, and Carl would be proud of what we are doing. Whenever I hear the name Chanel, I can't help but think of that music video that the Kardashians made back in the 80s. With the Cheesecake Factory, because they sing about yeah. Chanel as well. I love L.A. I love yeah. L.A. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, they were like, Chanel. <laughs> uh, the upcoming film is supported by the Carl Lagerfeld Fashion House, and will f- uh, the feature will focus on key relationships in Carl Lagerfeld's life, told through an unpredictable lens, much like the man himself. Didn't he create IHOP, too? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I think he was a Waffle House yeah. guy. The International yeah. House, House of, of Pancakes. pancakes. We're uh, so thrilled to be here today with these various pancakes and the multitude of syrups. Uh, in the 80s, Lagerfeld was my cologne, by the way. Oh, was it? Yeah. Was that your... It was I'm getting out. some tonight? Totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally, yes. Over at your car. Uh, it was pre Dracard. Uh, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. That did, that hadn't been out yet. Lagerfeld was before them. CBS started carrying Dracard. The game mm-hmm. shifted. Uh, no directors officially attached yet to the feature. Why this is one of the finest pharmacy scents out there. Uh, speaking of, John, of uh, directors, John Waters is set to direct his first film since 2004's A Dirty Shame. Uh, he will write uh, the script and direct a film based on his new novel, which is called Liar Mouth, yeah. a feel-bad romance. We had him on to talk about it. Mm-hmm. He is the, uh, so he told Deadline, Liar Mouth is the craziest thing I've written in a while. Uh, so maybe it's fitting that my novel was shocking enough to jumpstart the engine of my career. Thrilled to be back in the movie business, hopefully to spread demented joy to adventuresome moviegoers around the world. I'd like to see him take a crack at something like um, like a police procedural or something. Oh, my something God. Something so out of his realm. Yeah. Because he is really an actually very competent, good director. Agreed. And his stuff is great. I love it. But, but he just adds really demented yeah. stuff to it. Yeah. It's like when um, uh, uh, David Lynch directed The Elephant Man. Right. So it's a it's a it's a standard, albeit a, uh, an amazing story. But he brought Lynch Lynchisms to it that yeah. made it really cool. Yep. Uh, Mindy Kaling's uh, HBO Max series Velma uh, revealed its star-studded cast yesterday, and we have a friend in this cast gang. Oh, really? Uh, she had mentioned this at the New York Comic Con. So Kaling will voice Velma with the rest of the Scooby Doo gang being rounded out with. 
Glenn Howerton. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, our buddy, Sam Richardson and Constance Wu. So Glenn is going to be voicing Fred. That's great. And uh, Sam Richardson as Shaggy and Constance Wu will be Daphne in the film. She was on It's Always Sunny and uh, Mindy Kaling. And uh, yeah, they, so they obviously they have a friendship that goes back. Yep. Uh, the three largest theater chains in the U.S. have all agreed to Netflix's Glass Onion and Knives Out mystery for one week over Thanksgiving, a month before the highly anticipated movie hits the streamer. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the Ryan Johnson-directed sequel will open in approximately 600 cinemas, including those owned by AMC Theaters, Cinemark Theaters, and Regal Cinemas as well. And the movie's theatrical film uh, is scheduled for November 23rd to the 29th. And we're supposed to get Ryan Johnson in the studio to uh, promote oh. all this stuff again. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. We haven't had him in in, in a while. We, Excellent. He, he came in. Did he not come in for Knives Out? Was yeah. it not? Was yeah. it yeah. Knives yeah. Out? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was Knives Out. I believe out, so, because so. we, we, we were talking about The Last Jedi with him. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we got new movies opening this weekend, gang. Oh. And it's time to talk about them. Beautiful music. Opening this weekend, movies include Amsterdam. It's comedy and mystery, and it stars Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, and Chris Rock. In 1933, three close friends find themselves at the center of one of the most shocking secret plots in American history. Two hours and 14 minutes long, rated R. It gets a wide release to Rotten Tomato score so far, pretty low at 35%. Oh, damn. Uh, I was really happy to see this and had no idea that they were making a movie out of the story of Lyle Lyle Crocodile. <laughs> I loved that book when I was a kid. I wasn't familiar with it, oh but my. apparently this is a, uh, a beloved book. I had completely forgotten about this until I saw it this morning and was happy to see this. Uh, it is a kid's musical comedy. It stars Javier Bardem, Constance Wu, and Brett Gelman. The plot Woo! is... When the Prim family moves to New York City, their young son, Josh, struggles to adapt to his new school and new friends. All of that changes when he discovers Lyle, a singing crocodile who loves baths, caviar, and great music, living in the attic of his new home. The, do- the two become fast friends, but when Lyle's existence is threatened by an evil neighbor, Mr. Grumps, uh, the Prims must band together with Lyle's charismatic owner, Hector P. Valenti, to show the world that uh, family can come from the most unexpected places, and there's nothing wrong with a big singing crocodile with an even bigger personality. <gasps> Goddamn right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's an hour and 46 minutes long. It's ah. rated PG, uh, and it gets a wide release, and uh, Rotten Tomato scored 67%. That's, that's pretty good. Is that the guy from Stranger Things that yeah, we talked about like, yesterday? Yeah, Murray. Yeah. Uh, I forgot the actor. Brett Gelman. Brett, Brett Gelman. Brett Gelman. All right. And then, finally, uh, another movie opening is Catherine Called Birdie. It's an adventure comedy, and it stars Bella Ramsey, Leslie Sharp, and Joe Alwyn. Uh, and the plot is, the year 19, or 1290, not 1920, the year 1290. In the medieval English village of Stonebridge, Lady Catherine, known as Bertie, is the youngest child of Lord Rollo and the Lady uh, Aislinn. 
Uh, the Her playground is Stonebridge Manor, a house that, like the family, has seen better days. Financially de- destitute and utterly greedy, Rolo sees his daughter as the path out of financial ruin by marrying her off to a wealthy man for money and land. But Bertie, like all the great teen heroines, is spirited, clever, and adventurous, and ready to put off any suitor that comes calling in increasingly ingenious ways. Uh-huh. Running time an hour and 48 minutes long, rated PG-13. <gasps> And it's in theater streaming today. Rotten Tomatoes score 86. Okay, so I had a, a moment just like Marissa did. The girl playing Birdie is, that's, our, uh, um, uh, oh, man, she's from Game of Thrones. Uh, Lady Mormont. Uh, she's the, the young one. Yeah. Oh, the one that you always, you, you love yeah. her speech. Ariana, right? not Ariana. Yes. Um, she gives that Liana, to, Liana right. Mormont. That is awesome. <laughs> and it gets a good score, so yay. All right, now we're ready to play the clips for you. Here we go. Hellraiser is a modern take on the 1987 film in which a woman is confronted by evil forces from a puzzle box. And here, director David Bruckner talks about creating the look for the horrific character Pinhead. We really ran with this idea of flesh is leather. I mean, what is leather meant to represent? And uh, pushing the boundaries of body modification, it was something that felt very Hellraiser to us and uh, and allowed us to get... Um, you know, a, a, a new and exciting image, which for me, that's the, the spirit of Hellraiser is to always advance design in unpredictable ways. Yeah! Hellraiser is available for streaming on Hulu today. I'm watching it this weekend. Excellent. Absolutely. Next clip. Here we go. Luckiest Girl Alive is filmed based on a novel by the same name in which a woman who seems to have it all together is unraveled by trauma. In this clip, star Mila Kunis weighs in. On author Jessica Knowles' control over her character on set. Jess was always so uh, open-minded to my interpretation of the character. It's one of the things that makes me, like, call her one of my favorite writers I've ever worked with. Is honestly, she she writes these amazing, really de- delicious and, and, and complicated characters, but then uh, disattaches herself from them and allows the person to interpret that character. Luckiest Girl Alive is available for streaming on Netflix today, by the way. Um, uh, Text here. I wanted to give a shout out. Uh, This is uh, from Rich and Jay uh, that are from VMSC of Lansdale, which is an ambulance service uh, for North Penn. They are in Fort Myers, Florida right now, running 911 emergencies, uh, listening live. And they want a shout out. They said it's rough down here. But we appreciate you guys. Well, Rich and Jay, you guys are doing amazing work. We yeah. appreciate you more than you can imagine. So a shout out to those guys. Absolutely. And uh, you got a tough job. So hang in there, fellas. And thank you for listening. We do appreciate that. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, we have our friends from Red Robin that have arrived. Yum. And uh, Yum. we're going to be doing some giveaways this morning. So make sure that you hang in there because they're uh, doing a meet and eat. We'll have the opportunity. You know, I'll give away one now. Yeah. How about a $50 gift card? Nice. Right now to caller number 16 at 215-263-WMMR. Reminding you that Red Robin's Cheese Lovers lineup is back and cheesier than ever. 
Uh, they're serving up these uh, two burgers that we're enjoying today and fondue pairings, mm. including the irresistibly dippable beer cheese fondue. Ooh. My God, do I love yeah. beer cheese. Oh, yeah. yeah, don't mind if I fondue. Oh, all right. Uh, so, by the way, they, I think there's some uh, pretzel rolls. Oh. All right. Let's get that to caller number 16-215-263-WMMR. And uh, we'll take a break because we've got a lot to get to. we got guests. we got stuff to give away, including $1,000. You Who Loot continues, and it's a Friday morning, so no sad bro. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve's 25th Annual Camp Out for Hunger, supporting Phil Abundance at Xfinity Life inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Starting Monday, November 7th, they'll be live from inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent. Hey, gang, your support has always been amazing, and we're hoping you can help out again. Plus, we've missed your faces. Come enjoy some Dunkin' Coffee, have fun, and say hi. Donate non-perishable food items at our drive through drop-off with volunteers equipped by Stopper Glove and safety or make a donation at WMMR.com and at the register of your local Acme Market. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Made possible by Comcast Spectacore and the Philadelphia Flyers, Whitehorse RV Center, Keen Compressed Gas, Xfinity from Comcast, Wisfist Bank, and Mayfair Fence. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Steve, you wanted to mention something. Yes, for our good friend Craig Lagans and the comic book gurus. Uh, it is tomorrow, Saturday, October 8th from 4 to 6 p.m. It is the comic gurus, comic book gurus uh, podcast live. They're at a thing called Skate or Die Film Festival. This is in Pottstown. It's at the Ringing Rocks Roller Rink. Oh, I've been there. Oh. Yeah. I've been there and, a long uh, time. It sounds really cool, Preston. Totally awesome 80s roller skate party, Stranger Things costume contest, a screening of the 1987 cult classic movie The Gate, which is really cool. Live podcast with the comic book gurus, Craig, Rob, and Steph. They're all going to be there talking horror comics, horror movies, uh, playing horror trivia games, handing out prizes, and there's going to be food, fun, frivolity, and uh, um, you're going to bring your own, if you bring your own comfy viewing chair, that would probably be a good idea. Tickets are $20, and uh, kids under 12 get in free, and you can get tickets at skateordivefestival.com. Nice. Thank right. you. Uh, you are welcome, sir. All right, so I think we need to clean out the junk drawer because we're heading into the weekend and a lot of things that have been sitting around here and haven't had a chance to get to as of yet. So let's dive in and see what we find. So Fat Bear Week has been happening again. I love Fat Bear Week. Uh, Alaska's uh, Katamai National Park, or I think it's how you pronounce it. If Nick were here, he would be able to tell me. He's, He's really like way into this. Uh, and it started on Monday. They announced on uh, Twitter that uh, Fat Bear Week is, quote, a time where flab is fab is fat and fat is fit. Uh, it kicked off on October 5th, and the park on Monday released its official Fat Bear Week bracket, consisting of 12 bears that uh, compete for the top spot. So this I, is the, the, the pre-hibernation contest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know what this is. So yeah, we've the, talked about it on the air. We have. Yeah, I still don't know what this is. <laughs> so in this park, they, they have these bears, and they, they track them all. They keep they, they you know keep an eye on them and, and see how they're doing. And so they take pictures of them when they are uh, getting ready for hibernation. So they're fattening up and getting uh-huh. ready for the winter, and they're at their biggest of the year. They take pictures of them, they post them, and then you have to rank them as your favorite. And each day they whittle them down and eventually have the fattest have bear. And, yeah. they, and they're and it's awesome. Especially what happens is uh, they will also provide pictures on the other side of the season 
where you'll see them after they've sort of burned off a lot of this weight. It's like <laughs> night and day. Yeah, when they come out of hibernation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so the uh, they identified uh, a few of them as 32 Chunk and 128 <laughs> Grazer. Uh, visitors uh, to the park's website for Fat Bear Week can uh, cast a vote once every day, and uh, skinnier bears will be knocked out of the bracket until the park crowns its champion. On this year's list is uh, there's one called 747, uh, who is the 2020 Fat Bear champion. Uh, according to the park, this bear's impressive poundage is enough to intimidate most bears to yield their space giving him the best access to fishing locations and mating opportunities. But not to be overlooked is 480 Otis, uh, which is uh, Katamai's uh, 2021 Fat Bear champion, who was also the biggest bear in 2014, 16, and 17. Oh, wow. Uh, the Fat Bear Week bracket uh, is narrowed down to two contenders by October 11th. So there's still time. Are they down to the final four now, Marissa? No, they're just, just in the first round. Oh, this the first Or the second round, I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, and let's see. Meanwhile, those who just want to observe the bears of the park can do so via the Brooks Falls Bear Cam, which is a solar power camera network that shows the bears eating salmon and hanging out in the shallows as well. We were talking about this yesterday, Preston, and I said I saw a picture of a, um, you know, you Kodiak, yeah. a Kodiak bear and a, a full adult man. Standing next to it. Uh-huh. And you're like, mother of God. You forget <laughs> yeah. how effing huge those things are. Yeah, they're gigantic. And these guys get huge this time of year. So uh, if you want to vote for it, you can look up uh, uh, Katamai National Park. And uh, they have the uh, Fat Bear Week. I love this. Happening now. We should do like a fat rat contest for Philadelphia. <laughs> you know? Fat who's going to be the fattest rat? I love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, another story. Let's see what we can find here. Billboard magazine has come out with its top 100 karaoke songs of all time. Oh, wow. uh, and uh, so they uh, they are celebrating the return of karaoke. I guess there's been maybe a bit of an a resurgence yeah. as of uh, this lately. Well, in your car it is now, Preston. Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> We've learned that. Uh, so I have the rundown. I, I have the top 20, if top- you guys would like to hear. Maybe top 10. Let me see if I um, I have one. Do you want to? Can, can you guess? Have you guys seen the list? I have not. Seen the list. Per- okay, what would you put on there personally? I'll tell you if it makes it in the top twenty-nine because oh, they have the top one hundred. Yeah. What? What do you think? Well, no, no. I mean, like, I know what my personal. Like, what I, is it? Uh, well, what I think number one would be is "I Will Survive" by Gloria Gaynor. Anybody else? Uh, I think "Sweet Caroline" is. Oh, a, yeah. that's a good one. Is what's going on on there? Well, uh, let's guess yeah. first. All right, uh, Kathy, do you want to take a guess? I uh, respect. Oh, oh, that's a good one. I thought uh, "Sweet Caroline" as well, Steve. Yeah, it's not even in the top what? twenty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Casey Gloria Gaynor. I will survive is number three. Okay, oh, right. okay. you, you got okay. by far the closest. You win the showcase, uh, Marissa. I don't see uh, what's going on. Get out! You got to be. Well, I guess, listen, because uh, I was going to say, you got to be pretty ballsy to pull that song out and do some Marvin Gaye, but... Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Um, when she wakes in the morning... Oh, I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's, what's, up? Go- what's, what's up? What's up? From what's up? From Four Nine Blinds. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one's on there, and that... <laughs> that's number 19. I, I was, was thinking, wondering, what's what? going on? What's going on? Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> wow, you've got to be good. Yeah. 
And that's pretty heavy, too. That's a heavy lyrically. song about racial strife yeah. in the South. <laughs> wow, that doesn't seem like a karaoke song. Uh, Kathy, respect is number 16 on the okay. list. So you guys did well. But but see, I was with you. I thought yeah. Sweet Caroline would, yeah. would absolutely be in there, but it is not. What about Brick by Ben Folds 5? <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. It's about an abortion. It's about an abortion. Taking yeah. your girlfriend for oh, an abortion. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that's that's good. Come on, everybody. Yeah. Hey! How about the brick and I'm drowning slowly? It's a good song. <laughs> How about we've got tonight? Um, all right, so number one, I think you guys will be surprised. Oh, it, it sounds it. Yeah. To hear. Number one is Casey, have this ready to go. Oh, I do. If you would, please. I do. I... Hit it, fellas. Let's go, girl. That's Kathy's. That is the number one karaoke song according to Billboard. Now I don't Feel like know, a woman. I don't know what their um, how they got metrics this. were to try and figure out why it's number one. But it, but they did. It was rank, it was run by the Twain Institute. They did <laughs> rank great. them as to why they're great songs as far as you know its sing along abilities and uh, and an- anthemic nature and stuff that'll, like that. Maybe that'll get the like the crowd. Like, you know what I mean? Sure. You want yeah. karaoke? You're hoping that other people join in. I wonder what part of the country has the most karaoke bars. Oh, That's a good question. You know, yeah. this is a. There are more down south. I wonder right. if uh, TikTok has any sway over this because this song is trending high on TikTok. Is it? Well, yeah. maybe trending because of the of the the this list came out on Tuesday. Oh, okay. So I'll bet you that's why it is. But uh, number two on the list is I Want It That Way by Backstreet Boys. Okay. You okay. Can, you can totally see that. Then maybe you could do what's uh, going on. Number three is uh, I Will Survive from Gloria Gaynor. Number four, now here you go, Bohemian Rhapsody yeah. from okay. Queen. Yep. Even though that, uh, what is the karaoke version of that like? Are you are you called uh, upon to do the opera? I can't imagine. That's, I mean, that's got it. Pretty taxing. I would imagine that that probably plays as well. Right. And yeah, everybody yeah. sings along. So I don't know, man. That's a good question. When I mm-hmm. say it's a good song. I want it that way. <laughs> I don't know the words. Come on, Kath. Good job. Number five, and I wish Nick was here. Because uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, Shiloh. Oh, my God. Seriously? Which Nick thought was Shiloh, (laughs) as in the Battle of Shiloh, the uh, Civil War. (laughs) And also a good song, but that's going to kill the mood in a bar. I know, but, but it's a duet. So if you get... Two people. You you, got to think about duets, because sometimes that does happen. People like to do that. Um, Which, by the way, wasn't wasn't that the name of that movie, uh, that karaoke movie? Duet. Yes, with um, I actually Huey Lewis was in I it. I actually like that movie. It is a good movie. Gwyneth Paltrow and Paul Giamatti yeah. and Andre Brower, yeah. and it's it's a loose, stupid concept. Yeah, but yeah. I liked that it works. movie. Yeah. All right. Uh, then the you kids have... in the hall did a great skit about um, uh, uh, karaoke night. Okay. And about the you know about uh, that's my song. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, well, I, listen, I, I worked karaoke night at McGillan's Old Ale House for. I feel like it was at least a year. First of all, DJ Joe C had the best karaoke catalog of like any karaoke night I had ever. I mean, he had thousands and thousands of songs. He had like you know, and so he had a really great catalog. Right. But but people went there who like they thought they were a superstars. Right. You know? it, it, it is yeah. kind of wild to watch that. There was a, a great documentary about when when it was really hitting, when it was at the top of its popularity, and, and the people right. who it really became. 
everything to them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so number six on this list is uh, Alanis Morissette, You Ought to Know. What? So. Yeah. Especially. Kathy, sing it. For you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. The best for you both. I know the version of me. She preferred it like me. And she go down on you in a theater. Remember when they bleeped that? Yes. Yeah. Go down on yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's got a great chorus. And so you can see everybody getting into it. All right, number seven is uh, Nicki Minaj, Super Bass. I don't even know that one. She's a super bass, no, super no. bass, she's super bass. Hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's super bass. Maybe it's about fishing. Oh, okay. Super fish, yeah. super fish, she's super fishing. Uh, number eight, here you go, is an ultimate sing-along song, uh, Friends in Low Places. Yeah. Yeah. Friends in Low Places, any country bar, especially that's got a karaoke setup, you know that one's going to be whipped out. I kind of hate this sort of song structure. I, this is a this is a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Man. I like this song. This is about an abortion too, right? I hope somebody from next to you was walking down the hall. <laughs> you know the hidden verse too? No. Oh, that's the classic for uh, for karaoke when you whip out the hidden verse. Well, I don't what is remember. It? I don't remember it. You bring it you up and you don't know Tease us like that. You know how to solve the puzzle, don't you? No. Every oh, lower Marion firefighter out there right now is yelling at me for forgetting it. Number nine is Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yes. Which, really? Total Eclipse song, of the though. Yeah. Turn around bright on. Uh, number 10 is Brandy and Monica, The Boy Is Mine. <laughs> I remember that. The Boy Is Mine. I don't know it. Do you guys know it? No. It I do. Duet. Yeah, that was back, but... 1998, it seems. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why that would be top of the... Okay. All right. Me. Well, if it, it, a lot again, of this doesn't make sense. Again, if it's a duet. So, number 11 is a duet. Elton John and Kiki D, Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Don't Go Breaking My Heart. That's a pretty classic, you know, man and woman back and forth song. So, yeah. I could see that. Uh, number 12 is uh, Kelly Clarkson's... Since you've been gone! Yeah. I get a read for the first time. I guarantee you... Yeah! You'll hear more voices cracking during that one, right? Yeah. Speaking of voices cracking, Stephen, we were in Ireland the first time we did our show live from there. Uh, We were in a a bar and they had a karaoke setup, and a guy uh, started to sing. uh, I think it was a one from U2. And so it starts off in a lower register, but at some point, Bono starts going for it, and this guy. Had to switch. Uh-huh. He, had, he had to drop an yeah. octave. And I felt bad for the guy because yeah. you could tell he had never sung a karaoke before. And he was doing pretty good until it hit that higher part. <laughs> like, oh, man. Oh, no, I didn't I know that was way more than oh, I could Jesus, do. no. <laughs> All right, this is this uh, is Rochelle's jam. Oh. Okay. This is the one. Uh, and, and anytime, if we're in a car and it oh, comes wait, on the I radio, I, wait, I know what it is. There's two songs. Go ahead. That she will not only sing, but she will sing to you. Uh-huh. And they're they're just total women anthems. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so I'll give it to you. Wait. Okay. What? No. All right. Go ahead. It's the, I, I can't think it's of the, the name. Well, you know, you know, he he likes uh, the bitch one. Uh, yeah. 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 
Yeah, F, uh, so good. That one? No, 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 no. Okay, that's another one. Yeah, she likes that one. Uh, what which is, is it? Uh, crazy. Crazy bitch. Crazy, crazy bitch. bitch. Yeah. 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 She loves that one, but also Carrie Underwood before he cheats. There you go. Yeah. Because I've heard it. And will she look at you as she's singing it? Oh, yeah. Maybe next time you think before he cheats. Yeah. There you go. I'm going to get <laughs> Can we just talk about how uh, wrong that is? Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Let and me... everybody's like, yeah. Yeah. Thousands of white dollars. Kill him. <laughs> she she Kill has him. destroyed his car, which the guy probably uses for his living. I don't yeah, yeah, know. Yeah. His pretty little souped-up four-wheel well, drive. I, yeah. I sold that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Why did he cheat on her? He deserved it. Oh, sure. And so she breaks the law. Yeah. He may have he may have broken a moral issue, but yeah. he didn't break she the law. law. So I killed you. Mother, and a shot, you dog. That's why I stick to my list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the hidden verse, by the way, yeah, Marissa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the secret long. verse. And when she goes in the water supply. <laughs> she goes to the house, kills his mother and dog, oh and goes on a three-state murder spree. <laughs> I drove a bulldozer through your house. Um, all right, number 14 on the top 100. We're not doing all 100. We're going to do 20. Don't do all 100. Uh, number 14 is Cindy uh, Lauper. Girls just want to have fun. Yeah, That's yeah. an obvious yeah. uh, the good anthem. Uh, number 15 is Celine Dion, It's All Coming Back to Me Now. Okay. All Do you know that song? Back. It's yeah. all coming back to me now. No. no. Right. no. no. Hold on a second. Yeah. I want to point something. Yes, I want to point something out. You are so, like, the rest of us when we're singing, we're like, lean into the microphone. Yeah. You start pushing the mic. Because I'm a terrible singer. <laughs> so. And I'm trying not to get this isolated. <laughs> we're going to... It's all coming back to me now. That's how yeah. it goes. Okay. I don't know what you're saying. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Mm. All right, it's uh, coming back. Number 16 on the list is R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yes. And now what it means to me. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Take care, T-C-B. Suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me, suck it to me. So, uh, Kathy, you got that one, but yes. that's, that's further down on the list. I would agree with you. I, I would have thought that was top Bumped five. Bumped it up a little more, yeah. yeah. Uh, number 17 is Living on a Prayer from Bon Jovi. Uh, I was going to say, there's got to be a Bon Jovi song on there. Always get the crowd yeah. going with that one. You, what's no it? problem. It's all right. It's all right. Oh, it's all you, right. You, you can't Who go home? says you, you can't, can't go home? I think that. I love that I like song. that one. Uh, but living on a prayer with, oh, we're yeah, halfway there. Oh, oh yeah. living on a prayer. But you need everybody to sing along with you on that one. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, you're like, oh! <laughs> uh, I thought you guys were going to sing along with happened? me. I blew out a nut. <laughs> Number 18 is a song that was beat to death when it came out, uh-huh. but is still a top karaoke song. And it's Call Me Maybe from Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, yeah. You could not escape that yeah. song. Yeah. And and that was at the start of, like, you know, viral video yeah. haven in 2011. And everybody was doing videos and things to that. So uh, number 19 is uh, Marissa's uh, What's Up, Four Nine Blondes. That's another one. If you dare to try it on your own, uh, make sure that you can hit those notes. Uh-huh. Is Walk Like an Egyptian on the list? 
Uh, not in the top 20. Okay, yeah. uh, the last one is uh, uh, Love Shack from B-58. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, an yeah, easy that's one, yeah. one. Uh, to get going. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of a, a fun little thing to kick around. So, uh, Billboard has announced their top 100 karaoke songs. And you don't even need to be able to sing to do the Fred Schneider no, part. Fred Schneider yep. saved anyone who can't sing. Yeah. You're right. Press your wife that illegal or not, don't piss her off. Oh. <laughs> I'm with I you, know. Shell. I know. Uh, so anyway, Shania Twain uh, holds the top spot, and that is uh, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Who yes. knew? No, yeah. I didn't think that would be it. All right. Uh, let's see. We're in the junk drawer, right? Yes. I got oh, time yeah. for a little bit more. A little more yeah, junk. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then we're going to have to move on because I got to be filed. Ah, here we go. Got one. Oh, yeah. A recent study has revealed that a staggering 7.4 million people could be pleasuring themselves during the work hours. Okay. Yeah. What? Uh, I just did. Uh, <laughs> this is in the United Kingdom, by the way. Uh, in a survey of 2,000 people. Oh, that was an extraordinarily good talk. Uh, <laughs> now, oh back to the accounting. Uh, so, uh, they discovered that uh, 14% have pleasured themselves during work. Uh, they also found that uh, men are three more times likely to take advantage of the time <laughs> spent. In fact, I would have thought it would have been ten times as likely working I mean, from home. All right, so this is something uh, I was t- <laughs> I was talking to our sales manager. Don't come in, I'm busy. <laughs> 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 uh, we'll be out in a not about <laughs> this, uh, but just about the general idea of like, okay, how many people do you think are having in the world? Or having sex right now. And really, Seven. it all comes... No, it's about 1.7 million oh, are wow. actually having sex right now at this moment. That's crazy. And, but because it all comes down to mathematics. So this little... I don't know if that's a study or whatever, but if you were to just do the simple math of it all, mm-hmm. and you what you, you start with the, the number of people in this world, right. and then the number of, you know, how many uh, times people do it a day... Versus how many times, you know, and then you can... Well, that's how they arrive at this, yeah. Yeah, and that's how you can whittle that down. So you could, you know, so you can say, all right, how many people do you think are actually having sex right now? Well, there's also, you have to take it, I I think there are um, subsections to this. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you, for example, are we talking in office setting? Are we talking yeah. if you, if you, uh, right. yeah, know. this says just during work hours. Right, it right. doesn't say necessarily at work. So you yeah. might zip out for lunch real quick right. and rub one out. I right. don't know. <laughs> uh, but um, furthermore, a third of higher earners with a salary, and this is in pounds uh, because it was a British study, 35,000 to 45,000 pounds are more likely to pleasure themselves. A further 27% of 25 to 34-year-olds also confessed to doing it, followed by 18% of 35 to 44-year-olds. We'll talk about that new proposal when I get back from my tugging break. Uh, The overarching reason for doing so was that it helped people relieve stress during the working day. Uh, And it's apparently a concept that a, a Barcelona company swears by. Adult entertainment company Erica Lust Films has introduced a unique form of timeout in the the form of spank breaks. So wouldn't it be wild if now you walk in the building and there's a bunch of people pleasuring themselves by the front exit? Yeah, instead of smoking. Yeah. yeah, Uh, the you third... thought it was awkward when you went to the bathroom and someone was. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you got to do it with this. Right, I can't stand walking out. 
I can't say the word, but yeah. yeah. So the 30-minute breaks aim to normalize minutes. the activity and achieve less aggression and more productivity in the workplace. And there's like 50 people outside jerking it. To the CEO. Uh, <laughs> Imagine if Bill came into a meeting and was like, listen, guys, I really want you to take a spank break. Uh, the the uh, CEO explained that the company have a, it says a rota. Uh, and while it's obviously not mandatory to embrace the benefit, each member of staff schedules their self-love breaks to avoid overlapping. Anybody oh want to join me for a jerk? Uh, <laughs> they simply book their 30-minute slot around meeting hours and enjoy uh, from the comfort of their homes. But the, that that's for uh, working at home. Uh, but the office has its own dedicated space. It's so dumb. In the form of a small, intimate chapel, complete with a bed, mirror, erotic what? paintings. Get the hell out of here. I wouldn't go. warm, ambient lighting to help get in the mood. I wouldn't go anywhere <gasps> near that room. Well, I mean, here's the deal. Like, are you more inclined to do that if now you have a designated time to do it? No. Or are you just going to do it when you do Like, listen. When the mood hits you. Casey, it's like the lunch break. Like, not everybody actually eats lunch on their lunch break. Right. So I found out take a nap in the... In yeah. the you can do whatever you want for your lunch break, right? You get your half hour, your hour. Do what, some people might actually, you yeah. know, do that on what, their what, lunch break. What, I'm sorry. What was... Oh, they might... Yeah, they might actually do that on their lunch... Is it... Uh, when I found out Red Robin was coming in today, I ran down to the bathroom. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine, I don't, I'm not going to say where she works, but a friend of mine sent me a picture, and uh, I guess there's a bathroom that mainly the guys use at work. She works in, like, a male-dominated industry, right, 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 and so yeah. she's one of the only females there, and she doesn't use this specific bathroom. Right. Um, and so she sent me a picture of it. I'll have to hand it over oh, to you. But above God, yeah. the toilet is the uh, collage oh, that we did. Oh, my God. Of, no. <laughs> Oh, it's our it's calendar. Our calendar. Girl. It's our calendar. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Oh, oh my goodness. I was like, oh, so everybody's spanking it when they go to the bathroom at work? <laughs> well, and they're checking the dates. It is a 2020 <laughs> calendar. 2021. Hey, the Trocadero, when that was around, in the men's bathroom, yeah. it was so great. At the at the urinals, they had peepholes. Yes, they okay? did. And in, you would look into this little hole, and then there was a little picture of a naked woman in there. <laughs> It was really? great. Yeah, you don't remember? Yeah. That? Yes. Oh, it was, it, it, was, was a, it was a throwback thing. I loved. I thought it was funny. That oh. place was so awesome in that they yeah. embraced their dilapidatedness. Yeah. You know. Well, and I think it was. It used to be a burlesque. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Theater. So right. I think that was a little throwback to that. But I thought that was pretty funny. I love uh, that. I, wait, so where was the? Where was the weirdest job location? Have you ever done it? <laughs> Uh, in the car while driving. Yes, likewise. Yeah. Uh, on the way to a, a yeah, taking like game. an hours yeah. long drive, and I'm like, speaking of no one's looking. Um, but uh, yeah, night. and listen, I'll, I'll freely admit it. I had it uh, way, way long time ago. I did it at work. Yeah, uh, yeah. Here? Was, no, not here. No, no, no. Long time ago. Long time ago. Bill's office. Because I, I worked overnights. <laughs> I worked every shift on the clock. And overnights... You're the only one in the building? You're the only one there, and what the hell, you know? <laughs> it happened a couple and times. And, you know, the, what's going on is playing on the... Uh... And so, how about you, strangest place? Uh, in in the in the car, in and the then car. Uh, in, in an inventory room. Okay. Yeah, Casey? at a, a, let's just say, popular catalog company. Casey? Uh, Kathy's bathroom, probably. <laughs> <laughs> when you stopped over yeah. one time. Oh, <laughs> in her kitchen seat. Hey, you no, know I, what yeah. happened on my... Uh, my uh, couch. couch in my right. living room. That's right. <laughs> well, you don't really. No, I don't one. do that. Okay. I don't, I've never done that my right. entire life. Oh, shut up. <laughs> you could go blind. Do you yeah, just get a text and your mom is listening <laughs> right now? 
Uh, yeah. You're my favorite little boy. <laughs> You'll always be my little angel. Because you don't do disgusting things like those other boys you work with. <laughs> those other boys. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, your moms aren't here to listen. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you're right. you're right. And your daughters aren't in the car I'm... listening as well. Listen, I wouldn't care. Uh, wow, true. Daddy does it all. Yeah. All right. Um, listen, I'm looking at the clock. We got to get to you who loots. So we got to wrap up the junk drawer for the day. But we certainly appreciate you being a part of it this morning. Uh, when we come back, the bizarre file, and yes, your first opportunity for one thousand dollars with MMR's You Who Loot. We also have guests are going to be joining in, joining us, including Beverly D'Angelo. Love that. Uh, she will be on the show. Uh, wrestler Bailey will be here, and comedian Michael uh, Palasak will be joining us too. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Did you know you can listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to play our Friday song before we get into the B-File, but while we're doing that and you're listening to that wonderful song from Froggy, you can call in, and if you're caller number 12, I'll give you a $50 Red Robin gift card. Red Robin? Yum. Yum. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. By the way, listen to this. Listen to what they brought by here to, today. The new Red Robin Pretzel Bacon Beer Cheese Burger. Oh, I should try that. Uh, <laughs> you mean another one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fire-grilled beef burger topped with cheddar cheese, hardwood smoked bacon, and mayo on a toasted pretzel bun. uh, Served with New Belgian fat tire beer cheese fondue for dipping and bottomless steak fries. That's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Everyone talks about Jonah's salt. Jonah's salt. Right. Yeah. Whoever right. invented these, yeah. that's the real hero. All right. So, caller number 12 will set you up with that $50 gift certificate from Red Robin. 215-263-WMMR. It's Friday, people. Here we go. by Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, focused on being the best at one thing and getting it right every time. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, now open in Fairless Hills in the court at Oxford Valley, One Love. We will start with this story. Okay, 
A British man issued a plea to his community to please, for the sake of decency and art, stop humping his shrub. Uh, What? Keith Tyson has been maintaining the shrub name Gloria since 2010. And once you see her, you'll understand why he's having problems keeping drunken louts off of his property. This is Gloria. It's a topiary, and it's in the shape of a woman lying back, okay? Well, what do you expect? And so... I mean, come on. The not infrequent encounters with random strangers is problematic for multiple reasons. On one hand, the noise made by fornicating with his hedge wakes the elderly man up in the middle of the night. You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, But even worse... Oh, yes, you're going to be my regular Saturday night thing. Is uh, the havoc that it wreaks on Gloria's figures. Uh, uh, Tyson, uh, Keith Tyson says, someone will squeeze the breasts, so that will damage it. Uh, He said, she's been manipulated in the night by some drunken lout, and I thought she looked rather disparaging, (laughs) so I took this plastic white string of beads and I put it around her neck to boost her morale. So he gave her pearls. He did give her pearls. Made her even sexier. But people are still banging his shrub, so he's asking you to please stop doing that. Are any of the other plants uh, having their way with her? Just No, no, just just humans. Yeah. Uh, when a woman, when a man's body bag was unzipped the day after it had arrived at a morgue, staff were greeted by an unsettling strange sight. There was fresh blood on the man's hospital gown from a skin tear on his arm, and two of his, two of his limbs had moved from their original position. Oh, and yes, his eyes were open. Oh, too. my God! The state coroner's office in Perth, Australia, is now investigating alarming claims from a doctor that the 55-year-old man may have been taken to the hospital morgue while he was still alive. Uh, the horror story continues. That's, uh, what a nightmare for people. You know, that, that claustrophobic. Oh, yeah. That's that's right out of Edgar Allan Poe. This concerns the final hours of Kevin Reed, a patient who was in palliative care at the Rockingham Hospital. It came to light after the concerned physician also claimed that uh, hospital officials asked him to backdate Reed's death certificate in an apparent, uh. Uh, certificate in an apparent bid to cover up the incident. An anonymous doctor's report said, I believe... The frank blood from a new skin tear, arm position, and eye signs were inconsistent with the person who was post-mortem on arrival at the morgue. It's alleged that he was placed in the body bag on the night of September 5th without a death certificate having been issued. Other staff at the hospital reportedly confirmed that his eyes had been closed. He had been dressed in a clean gown before being taken to the hospital's morgue where a doctor performed his examination, recorded the death. Uh, the discrepancy was spotted by a funeral director who questioned the hospital as to why the death certificate, Reed died on September 6th, when the night before his family members were present at the hospital and were told that their loved one oh had died. God. They also found some finished Sudoku puzzles in oh, there, too. Oh, no. So he's uh, apparently, uh, you know, the family is is looking into some kind of charges. I mean, how, how do you make good on that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A New York City man has been charged with smuggling three Burmese pythons in his pants at a U.S.-Canadian border crossing. Calvin Bautista. Oh my God, he's packing. Uh, Calvin Bautista is accused of bringing the hidden snakes on a bus that crossed into northern New York. Uh, and importation of Burmese pythons is regulated by an international treaty and by federal regulations listing them as injurious and harm uh, to human beings. How, how big is this network of animals? You have a story yeah. every other week. Yeah, Batista was arraigned the federal uh, on federal smuggling charges and released pending trial. Um, and there's a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison and a fine as high as $250,000. Do you think they're getting good enough to smuggle in big cats? <laughs> 
Maybe someday. Yeah. There's a cheetah in your pants. Here's a follow-up story. A towering 430-foot freefall ride in Florida from which a 14-year-old boy plunged to his death in March is going to be torn down yeah. in response to the tragedy. I the remember this story. freefall ride at Orlando's Icon Park had been declared a danger to public health, safety, and welfare and was shut down shortly after middle schooler Tyree Sampson slipped from the harness as the ride, which takes riders higher than the Statue of Liberty, rapidly descended on March 24th. The ride's operator, Richie Armstrong, said that he and the others uh, remain devastated by Tyree's death. Uh, He said, we have listened to the wishes of Tyree's family and the community and have made the decision to take down the free fall. In addition, Orlando Slingshot will honor Tyree and his legacy in the classroom and on the football field by creating a scholarship in his name. Details about the scholarship and the ride's removal date will be shared at a later date. Armstrong said an attorney for Tyree's family did not immediately respond to a request for comment this past what was week. The name of that ride, Preston, it was a, it was a, um, a slide. Uh, like Schlitter something or... No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Schlitterbahn? Schlitterbahn, right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, like the first couple of days it was open, a kid launched off of it. Yep. Yeah, and was... Uh, and they tore it down. Yeah. Decapitated. Right. Yeah. Uh, so this is, pretty, this is another snake story, <clears throat> a little bit different than uh, the other one. In the world of boutique snake breeding, which guy, is a wonderful world. Well, apparently it's it's pretty uh, lucrative. Uh, really? A guy named Ben Rennick was a rock star. The unique color combinations and patterns that he produced at Rennick Reptiles in rural New Florence, Missouri, created designer pets that could sell for upwards of $100,000. Wow. Holy hell. That's according to his friend and fellow breeder, David Levinson. I'm going to start painting my cat. <laughs> but reptiles can also be dangerous. When on June 8th, Ben's wife, uh, Lynn, Lynn Lee called Ben's brother and screamed that she'd found Ben face down at the breeding facility in a pool of blood. Uh, Sam Rennick raced over and reached the most logical conclusion. He said, my brother's skull was crushed. This is in a 911 call. In my wildest dreams, I would have never imagined someone would hurt Ben. Uh, With Lindley at his side, Sam told 911 it had to have been a snake. But he hadn't been strangled by a reptile. The coroner told Sam on the spot, he's been shot eight times. What? Snakes don't have hands. At least once in the head. Rumored tensions between the brothers over money and possible sale of the family farm at first pointed investigators to Sam. And Lindley didn't dissuade them either. He said the seed was definitely planted early that he had something to do with it, according to Levinson, whom Lindley quickly asked to maintain and then helped to downsize Ben's 3,000 reptile stock of animals, which included prized ball pythons that could fetch more than a million dollars. Well, there's your reason for that. But investigators soon turned to another suspect, and that was Lindley herself, his wife. The couple's relationship was troubled. Lindley soon acknowledged an affair. And then a second one with a man who she began seeing just days before Ben's murder. Uh, the day prior to the shooting, Lindley had also deleted social media exchanges with Ben uh, that revealed mm. his mistrust in their fights over money as Lindley had fallen deep into debt from a spa business she opened a year earlier. Meanwhile, another of Lindley's ex-boyfriends, wow. Michael Humphrey, I'm sorry, i got to zip through this, there's no. a lot, came to the attention of investigators. Lindley would later claim that she had enlisted Humphrey to accompany her to, to the snake breeding facility where she planned to break up with Ben on the day that he was killed. She had different intentions. Lindley feared that if she and Ben wound up in a divorce, she might lose custody of the child they had together, along with access to Ben's $1 million life insurance policy and proceeds from the sale of his business and property. In court, Lindley testified she didn't know that Humphrey had a gun with him. They both blamed the other one for firing the fatal shots. Jurors found them both guilty. Humphrey was uh, sentenced to life in prison. Lindley was sentenced to 16 years in prison. Pretty interesting uh, man, story. I hope Kim Kardashian does this on her podcast, Preston. Oh, oh yeah. Her murder mystery podcast. Crime podcast. Yeah. All right, and there you go. 
That's your bizarre file. One minute left, roughly, to text over the word give for MMR's YooHoo Loot. So make sure you do that now. G-I-V-E. You can do it real quick. Just pull out your phone. Make sure you pull over if you're driving. 45911. Text that over. All right. Give is the word because we want to give you that $1,000. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we start some guests in the program. So make sure you stay with us. We'll be gone shortly. up the best burger in Philly. Taste for yourself. Philly Burger Bro is back. Round one, bite. So get off your buns and come sample the region's meat you can't beat. From traditional to gourmet to, whoa, what's on that? Come stuff your grill with unlimited burger bites. Sunday, October 23rd. Outdoors at Xfinity Live with cold beer and live music. Benefiting Philly Parks and Rec's at-risk teen initiative. And Philly School District's after-school programming. Ticket info's up at WMMR.com. Don't miss Philly Burger Brawl 2022 at Xfinity Live. I do love the taste of a good burger. Mm. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks to your taste buds. Our next guest is in our studio for the first time. Yes. Always great to meet uh, some new people. So we are happy to mention that he's going to be at Punchline tonight and tomorrow. We welcome Michael Palasek. Yay! Today. Thank you. How you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic. Hey, congratulations. You just had Red Robin for the first time. <laughs> it is my very first time. That's the main reason I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of a, <laughs> yeah. a stand-up comedian usually, uh, you know, accrues a lot of fast food knowledge just yeah. by the travel. Uh, I'm surprised you d- have not had Red Robin yet. Well, not to be a commercial for Red Robin, but I feel like they're a little bit above a fast food. <laughs> there oh, you yeah. go. Yeah. Like, yeah. When, when I'm like out late at night after a show, like they're, they've already closed up shop. They're, they're like, we're a dignified institution. Exactly. <laughs> we're done at night. Nine, maybe ten. Like, <laughs> I probably need a tie for this. This is yeah. gourmet burgers. <laughs> yeah, really good stuff. Speaking of, as Stephen mentioned, you look like you're in, you're in good shape. Thank and, you. And but living that lifestyle on the road, that's got to be kind of tough to keep that going. I would imagine. Yeah, I I rely on the power of positive thinking. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, I I I'm, I'm a dad, so when I'm home, uh, I don't. The only exercise is like chasing down my kid uh, and being like, whoa, or whatever. And then, uh, so I'm on the road, I, you know, I try to go to the gym or whatever. Right. Do you do yeah. the, like the hotel gym or? Yeah, okay. I guess you can't really call it. It's a hotel gym. All right, no, well, I mean, listen, I mean, if you belong to like a Planet Fitness or yeah, something, you can, you can go, wherever. go wherever. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. But I didn't the, know that. But the hotel gym is like, all right, what am I going to get? Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you come uh, in there. Uh, yeah. Elastic mm-hmm. strap and, and a yeah. uh, kettlebell. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. They got like one dumbbell, like 25 pounds. You're like, how do I do? Okay, I guess it's. It's all right. Do one at a time. You're the only one in there. So. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. right. I, I love the hotel gym. I feel I forget what brand it was, but like in the hotel gym, there was like like a normal gym, like motivational, huge letters. Like if you can dream it, you can be. I'm like, we're all staying at a Fairfield. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. I just woke up this early for breakfast. I don't yeah. want. That's <laughs> a little uh, over aggressive there. Yeah. Hey, it, it's something more appropriate to a weeder gym, right? Yeah. Michael, I'm not. Coming on to you right now, but you look like John Hamm. Oh, thank you. Anybody ever tell you that? I I have heard that before. Okay. All right. Yeah. I see a little bit of yeah, that. Yeah, a little hamish. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> no, it's a very complimentary. I uh, see. Uh, what I what I did, uh, in, you know, doing research on you, I, I heard, a, or at least I saw it pop up a number of times that yeah. people say you have a sitcom face. Like, like, uh, uh-huh. like. Uh, so have I? Have you indeed 
uh, ever been approached with the because obviously that's a that's a pool that producers and for sure they like to uh, pull from. Have you ever been yeah. approached for a sitcom? Yeah, work? you know when I first moved to LA, it was mainly for that type of stuff, for that like auditions yeah. and, and meetings and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I've really liked doing stand up, so I just sort of do that. And then if something ever pops up that makes sense, I'll you, do it. But you know, what would dissuade you from wanting to do sitcoms? Is have you you watched this series on Vice, The Dark Side of Comedy? No, yeah, like, that sounds awesome, though. It, it's it's and I oh like the Greg Giraldo, they just had it. Oh, oh yeah, just great. And, great. and 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 some some stories obviously end in tragedy, and some are it, yeah. it shows rough spots. Yeah, but it seems as I'm watching this thing, I'm like. I used to think getting a sitcom was the greatest For thing sure. in the world. Yeah. And it all and these things it always goes south when they get those. Man. Yeah. I mean, it's such a unique uh way like it's a play, but it's T V and so much money and everything goes into it and then you shoot it and then and sometimes kids are in it and then they have to grow up and not be working anymore and it's right. just like a weird institution. But a stand up and it's like yeah. I, I was watching one with Brett Butler. Yeah. She was, oh, I remember her. Right. Yeah, Grace Under Fire. Grace Under Fire. Yeah. And so she's she's talking about she goes, I went from I create everything to yeah. now there's two hundred and fifty people yeah. having a say and it's essentially my material yeah. and they're telling me I'm not doing it right. You know, uh, people, I've heard that before. Too many cooks in the kitchen thing, but me personally, I I could use the help. I think that would be. <laughs> but you got a kid. Yeah, I mean, I got a kid. And also, if like you're the guy, on some level, you get to say yes or no. So if like people want to tell me what to do, I'm like, well, we'll make that work. You put me on TV every week. <laughs> How much money do you have? Well, your wife just stand up as well. Yeah, she uh, she. We're not married, but it's okay. Uh, we're not yeah. together, but it's all right. Oh, and, you're not. Yeah, I know. Oh. We, yeah, we were one of those where like. Um, it was Red saying, Robin that did it, right? Yeah, we both we both uh we both survived the pandemic, but our relationship had pre existing conditions. <laughs> oh, Is it one of those cases you realized it was not in the cards during the pan- that, that close proximity? Yeah, I think I I think it was one of those things where I was home. Yeah. <laughs> that was the issue. That was one of those things. Uh-huh. This is a comic you leave every week for a couple right. of days, and yeah. I think people need that break uh, from you. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, we live like, a, it's like a six-minute walk from each other, and it's okay. great. And, like, he was, my son was really young, and I know people get, you know, sad or whatever, but I yeah. feel like I grew up with two parents who gave me a lot of attention, and never at one point was, was I like, I need both of you here, you know? I was like, <laughs> If anything, I, I was like, can I get rid of one of you? Like, <laughs> Preston says that. Preston says about his, his parents. He goes, the, the greatest day was them. Oh, when they split up, uh, they <laughs> they needed to so bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've heard that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, are, but are you're amicable, everything's cool? I'm amicable. Oh I'm amicable. No. I'm extremely amicable. Okay. <laughs> you're halfway there. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's... It's interesting. Like, I think it's funny that uh, that they call it co-parent. Like, we yeah. went to some therapy, and they got it called. Which co-parent just sounds like such a technical term. Like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like that term was just discovered by a guy who was like telling his lawyer all the terms he wanted to call her, and he was like, "We're going to land on co-parent." Where are we going? Where are we going? We can't use the c word. <laughs> I have friends that try to uh, have the kids stay in the house, and the parents would mm-hmm. rotate yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It lasted for like two months. Okay, and then I think it just got uh, weird. Yeah. Well, she's been evicted, so we went. <laughs> oh, no. Really? Yeah. Oh. I so, mean, no. it got it got bad then. Well, like. She, I mean, no one knows her here, but like she didn't work for like six years, and oh. she's pretty capable. Um, but uh, then when we broke up, she had just gotten a job, which worked out great. But then she lost her job and just kept not working. But she's an actor and comedian, so it's okay, like, things all right. come in sometimes. The bygones, exactly. But uh, 
she just we just have different opinions on how you handle bills. And uh, <laughs> like you're like, oh, we should pay. We them. should pay them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, and she was like, no, you don't have to. And uh, so we're gonna see who's right okay. in the next year. Uh, my, money's on, my money's on you. <laughs> we used to joke in my family because my we used to say that my mom thought that bills were optional. Yeah. And that like, wow. you, know, like you just pay it some months. <laughs> my dad was like, what is wrong yeah. with you? Yeah. Yeah. I never talk about this stuff on stage. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, yeah. How, how how about adapting to um, uh, fatherhood? I love it. That, okay. That was that's like I'm a little older than her, and uh, I always wanted to be a dad, and it wasn't something that like we were planning on. Um, but it's the best thing in my life that's ever happened. That's wild. That's yeah. cool. How old's your son? He's three. Oh, okay. Yeah, so fairly new. Fairly new. Okay, yeah. And during the pandemic, I was you know I was on the road. Like I left two weeks after he was born for three days, and. And uh, but during the pandemic, I got to be home every day, and and uh, I woke up with him every morning, and we just uh, I just loved it. It was it, the best. It's funny how that dynamic because the father you know son pandemic uh, yeah. pandemic yeah. father son dynamic yeah. is is so essential, and it always yeah. it always creates a lot of issues. Yeah. But like so, we're three brothers in my house, yeah. and my father was around the most for my younger brother. Yeah, and so there was a completely different dynamic wow. because he was invested. Yeah. So. I think it's important. Now we're all great now, yeah, but yeah. you know, but that's uh, it's a, it's a weird thing to to be able to be there at that yeah. point is very cool. Well, and for me too, it was nice just to have a fan in the house, you yeah. know, like someone, <laughs> someone who liked you, this somebody guy. who lit up when you came <laughs> exactly. home. Exactly, <laughs> that goes away. By the way, Dude, I swear to God, every time I came home, it would be like daddy, yeah, and they would all run to the door. No, and now I don't even get it. What's up? I know. You know, now the dogs are like daddy. <laughs> that's why you got dogs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's totally right. But you probably get to watch whatever you want on TV now. Like, they're probably not home. Like, yeah. I've, I've seen yeah. parts of Toy Story a hundred different <laughs> times. Yeah. yeah, there's give and take. And I like it. It's a good movie. But if you watch Toy Story 3, because he'll fast forward it yeah. from, like, the beginning to then. That's a very emotional movie for an adult to watch a kid grow up. And I'm just like, and he's just enjoying it. I'm like, you don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you're putting me through. Pixar is not just a jolly, let's watch ten minutes of it separated. Uh, yeah. The first five and the last five. Uh, does. Uh, does he have uh, facial hair yet? Because you look like you could have grown a mustache at three years old. I, I know. I, he uh, he does not have facial hair yet. She is uh, like got like reddish hair, and her family is not facial hairy. Okay, uh, but sort of. I am. I got like the like. I don't know what you call it. It's like my mom's side is Irish, and it's like the like the black hair Irish or whatever. Okay, you got like the, the Ben Affleck. Colin the Ben Affleck. Farrell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Colin yeah, Farrell. Exactly. Yeah. It, just, it was growing in when I was a young, young yeah. kid. Yeah. How were you when, like middle school? You grew your I had a mustache, mustache and it was funny. My dad, I think he had problems with this growing up, but he didn't want to think that. So he would, he didn't acknowledge the fact that I needed to shave because it was just like this right here. Right, yeah. And then when he finally did, he wasn't even good at it. He would just do like this, <laughs> but he didn't want to get close enough to my nose. So I had a little tiny like Hitler. Hitler? Oh, <laughs> oh, no. It was, a, it was very faint, but it was like, I could tell. I'm like, just go all the way. Or let me do it. Like yeah. I can do it. Did you go to Catholic school by any chance? I did, yeah. Okay, because my friend's uh, son was the same way, and he has to shave every single day. In yeah. high school, he had to. Yeah. And he would get to merits. Yeah. Uh, by the end of the day, because his beard grow in, I mean, he was really, <laughs> oh, that's really not fair. It's not, not fair. fair. Yeah. And I think they yeah. eventually came to a uh, yeah. uh, to an and agreement. Jesus had facial hair. Absolutely, like yeah. he had a full beard. He wasn't picking it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to trim this. I want to look like uh, my. I want a Miami Vice look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that, that seems that seems a uh, you know uh, very wrong to have a kid shaving twice a day to keep in the uh, yeah in the good graces of but, the nuns. I mean, yeah. when it comes to the 
Catholic schools, they're right about everything else. So why were? <laughs> Did you ever get in trouble in uh, Catholic school? So I to just to be clear, well, I went to a really I grew up in a really small town, and so it was only up till fifth grade. Okay, okay. And it was the small school in our town, and it was like was this Wabash? Wabash, yeah. yeah. And uh, they were all small schools, but it was like I remember when we moved to that town, everything just clicked, and it was like a very happy school. Like, the teachers weren't all, they weren't even all Catholic. They were just, like, happy to be teaching there and right. not making as much money, but they were really happy about it. And uh, it was a very fun experience. It wasn't the traditional, like, nuns. There, there weren't any nuns. Okay. That, that you, were, in a couple of years, you're going to have to start doing teachers meetings and all that stuff you know, that comes along. We're already with talking about preschools, and it's just like, what? Who yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I've been there, man. That's, uh, so when you, you were in Wabash, and then you, you went, uh, did you move to Chicago? Was that... For the purpose of entering comedy, or I think I manifested it uh, uh, by accident because my no one wanted to move, but my dad uh, lost a job when I was a junior in high school, right? And so he looked for stuff in that area because we loved our small town. But he ended up getting a job in Joliet, Illinois, and just driving back and forth for two years so I could finish high school. And then we all moved up there, and I remember everyone was pretty sad, but I always knew I wanted to do stand up. And in my head, I was like, "This is in Wabash. There's." Very few no. open mics. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you could do a Wendy's set or something. But like, I was just reading an article this morning of the the creepiest places in all fifty states, and so in Pennsylvania it would be Central. Central. Yeah. I just, but in Illinois uh-huh. it was uh, Joliet Prison. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's where. Um, uh, because it's it's abandoned now or something. Oh, is it? Yeah, I don't know. I so. Yeah, that's I mean, what, he doesn't work there. So <laughs> Shawshank was... was that no, 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 no. no. Uh, Shawshank wasn't filmed there. It was That was in Maine. But um, yeah. uh, but I think one of the... In, in the Blues Brothers, they mentioned... Something. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah. in Julia Prison. And yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. they were, okay. like, waiting when they got out. They got okay. out of Julia. Right. I thought it was still open because I knew a guy that worked there. At some point, but, <laughs> okay. but that was, like, you know, when I was in college. Right, right, right. We were in Chicago... Was it last... It was this year. About a year ago. Yeah, about a year ago. And uh, we we uh, we've been um, inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame, so we went there for the despite day. what you're seeing here. No. Yes, <laughs> I can see. That. And I forgot how much I love that city. It's so great. Oh my god! And it was so great to start out as a comedian there because like, sure. my parents lived in the suburbs, so I would drive into town. And this is before like GPS, so I'd print out Google Maps, and like I learned they're not MapQuest. I yeah. learned like the grid. I just knew how to get everywhere, and like I. Uh, being a stand-up comedian when you're starting out is really cool because you have a reason to go all these cool places and there was, like, music late at night. And yeah. Then, like, you develop a community and it was a really cool experience. Yeah, and then there's such a pedigree in Chicago, oh, Second yeah. City and all that stuff. And when I was there, improv and sketch was so huge that stand-up was kind of like we had the room to grow, you know, and, like, people in my class that sort of grew blew up were, like, Hannibal Burris and, yeah. like, Kumail Nanjiani and, like, T.J. Miller. And, like, these guys, we were all just sort of doing it because we wanted to do it and not getting any attention from the industry. And then all of a sudden, we would move away and do great. It's a, it's like uh, the history of, of improvisational comedy out of Chicago is legendary. Yeah. Oh and and um, I, I always say this to people. I, I did stand up briefly, but yeah. if you can do, if you can do, um, if you learn improv. Yeah. Um, that's the greatest tool to have in your uh, tool bag. I definitely liked it because I was able to do, like, the improv classes and then go do open mics at night, and I think it definitely helped me out. Well, yeah, and I think it also helps you out with uh, dealing with hecklers and and people shouting out from the crowd and stuff like that. I recently watched, like, Sam Marill had a special that came out, and then he's been... uh, He had a special come out? 
Yeah. Really? Yeah. Just one? Or like five in the last year? <laughs> he had one recently, but then also he just posted something on, on his Instagram. Yeah. This chick just screaming out from, yeah. the, from the crowd, and, and he was handling her perfectly. Yeah. And, and Mark Norman, like, you know, he yeah. does a lot of great crowd work. Yeah. It's, I mean, so what is the difference, do you think, between yeah. crowd work and, and heckling? Because you can turn heckling into crowd work. Yeah, for sure. I feel like uh, crowd work is when, I don't know if you've ever seen Ian Bag, like he's really good at it. Yeah. He'll go into the crowd and have a, ask a question that's leading into a bit. But he'll like play with them as long as that works, and I think that's crowd work. When it's a part of your set, you're in the, you're in control. You've invited it. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And he likes it. And heckling, I think, is when someone's probably a little drunk and entitled. That's just a judgment. And uh, <laughs> and they're talking, and then it's just like, well, I'm going to talk to you now because you're going to say funny things because you're so ridiculous that you think in this crowd when no one's talking to you, people care what you think. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the perfect person to talk to because they're going to say stuff that's just stupid. You're exactly <laughs> right. And yet it's and yet. It's a fine line mm-hmm. so that you know, and I've seen it happen where the, 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 uh, the comedian and, and I've, I've had it happen to me where you, yeah. you're, you're going and, and the crowd's on your side, but yeah. then you go in the wrong direction and you lose them. And now, now you've given the heckler the power. Yeah, I've always found, and I stood by it, when someone's at least, like, talking during your set or maybe heckling a little bit, I let it go until everyone in the crowd knows. Has become at yes. And it might even be near the end of my set, because then they're, they, you get an applause break, you'll get whatever, because you called it out, and everyone's been mad at them for the last half hour. <laughs> but right. you're right, if someone's talking up front and no one else hears it, and you, like, lay into this guy because of his haircut, and it's like, yeah. well, you're the jerk. Like, yeah. why, <laughs> right. why, he's going through chemo. Like, what are you going to say? Radiation therapy. Yeah. Uh, that's 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 why there was a. Uh, uh, I don't know if this is true. It's attributed to Norm Macdonald talking about you. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, uh, you, uh, you uh, reminded him of a guy that's just as funny off stage as on, which is like magic. Were you a big Norm fan? You know, when I was in high school, he hosted the ESPYS. And, yes. Uh, that was the first time I had seen a stand-up comedian. I, I still, I don't even care about the ESPYS, but watching him host them, yeah, is is great. Yeah, he is so so funny, and so that was the first time I had really seen stand-up as like a non-child, you know. Yeah. So that he was a very big inspiration, and then he judged last comic when I was on the show. So that like we and I, I, had, I didn't write for a show, but I submitted. And I got to meet him through that. So we've kind of had like our. Pat's cross and it's always been an honor. Like he's so prolific. And it was cool. great. It was so loved. Roseanne was also one of the judges. Yeah, right? they, yeah. And they, you had some actual real comedians um, who, who I remember that one. Was that one season or two seasons where they did that? Because it seemed like that show sort of weaves in and out of For comedy sure. lore because yeah. it's despised by some and revered by others. When I did it, it was just 100 comedians and it was just a contest. And that was uh, it. There yeah. was no like reality show That's the it. That's the part I, I hated about it. Yeah, yeah. that's what everyone and did. Because Todd Glass is a, a friend yeah. of the show. Yeah. He was on it when they did do that sort of yeah. reality side thing. Uh-huh. I opened for Kathleen Madigan and she was on it when they did like they lived in a house or whatever. But So in defense of the house, when we did it, the, I think the theater shows, when you go on tour, do a lot better because people know you from the show. Okay. When you, whereas when you're just doing stand-up, they just sort of like, they like you, but they I think they fall in love with you when they see you in a They're becoming show. more invested in you. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, have you uh, have you played in Philly a few times? Um, a couple, but this is like my first full weekend. Here. Okay, yeah. All right. You have a great weekend Dude, for this, yes, man. You yeah. do. Yeah. You got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> the weather's good. It's, it sucked for the past week. That's what the, the hotel lady. I live in L.A., so I'm just like I love rain. I love everything. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I was just in L.A. a couple of weeks ago, only for a day or two. But uh, I was talking to you out in the uh, Acme Lounge. Yeah. 
I drove across the country, and, and yeah. yeah, like, I couldn't believe. Yeah. Now, yeah, this is what it's like every single day. Yeah. I was like, okay, I was 75 degrees, no humidity. Yeah. Uh, you you know, can see the draw. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll get you. I mean, yeah. obviously, there's there are, there are issues that detract tremendously. Well, because but... it's on fire for a good month. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When's fire season? <laughs> I'm missing it. I'm on the road. <laughs> How long have you been in L.A. now? I moved there. I, I did Letterman in 2011, and then I moved to L.A. the next week. Okay. Yeah, not because of Letterman, but I just like to tell people I did Letterman. <laughs> I really need a friend. <laughs> yeah. So does it feel like home or is yeah, it Yeah, still... because okay. when I was in Chicago, I stayed with my parents, so I never had a city. You know, I would drive in. Oh, but now okay. L.A., like, I've been there for 11 years and my son's there. It's weird now because I'm, when I'm home, I'm just a dad. So there's I could live anywhere, really. Right, Don't right. Don't tell my son's mom that. But, like, yeah. <laughs> I could live anywhere. But I like L.A., and I'm sure I'll come back at some point. But it is nice to be there just because of the potential of everything. What part do you live in? I live in, like, Toluca Lake, North Hollywood, okay. like the valley. All right. What is, uh, did, uh, did uh, celebrity sightings used to be a thing for you and now they're no big deal? Or Oh, no. I I like I like it. Oh, okay. All right. The last one you saw where you're at. Well, the last one. Was it John Hamm? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's because I'm a comedian and I don't go out that much, but I don't know the last, but one of the first ones I did, one of my friends wrote for the Sarah Silverman show. Yes. And so she was like, uh, she's going to come pick me up and you can say hi or whatever. And then Sarah like invited me to have lunch with them. Uh-huh. And she was so nice and she was really funny. She was like, we're should we go so you can see famous people? And I was in the back of her saw being like, I'm, I'm here. I already see you. I'm in your car. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. Well, uh, uh, with your son, yeah. he's very young. Yeah. But do you look for signs of comedic capability? He's, he's. Uh, I remember when when he was really young, he's very funny. We would do a thing where we scared each other, you yeah. know, like his mom and I would, and like he never did it on his own, but like we would, they would like scare me and I would scare him, scare them. But like there was one time where we were all in the same room. That's where we all slept. It was one bedroom apartment, and uh, that's probably led to the downfall. And <laughs> but there was one morning where I woke up and I, and he was just staring at me, and he looked at me. And he's like, <gasps> like he like was waiting until I woke up to scare me. I was like, that's a funny kid. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Man. Well, listen, uh, Michael's going to be performing at uh, Punchline. He's got shows tonight, tomorrow, 7.30, You can get tickets at punchlinephilly.com. So uh, thanks for swinging by here. For sure. Hope you yeah. have great shows. Thank Enjoy you. the weather. Get out and yeah. see the city, okay? We'll do. Yeah. Yeah, All right, thank you. Thank Let's you. hear it for Michael, guys. Yeah. Michael Palasek on the President's Steve Show. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. we got some more guests to share some time with, so hopefully you'll be a part of that. Stay with us. Friend. I'm doing a lot better now. 93.3 WMMR presents... Why is that? Because I just won $1,000 from MMR. You-hoo-loot. Your shot to win $1,000. Thousand bucks, huh? Yeah, $1,000. Good luck, Diane. Five times a day. Congratulations to you, Derek. Thank you, thank you. Listen for the You Who Loot Thunder and get the keyword. Text it to 45911 or enter it on our website or the new MMR app. Make sure you spend that money on something fun, all right? No bills. I tell you. Beer. All right, all right. Only beer, gotcha. See official rules and details at WMMR.com. Thanks for playing our You Who Loop contest. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Sponsored by Horizon Services Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Book online at HorizonEasyBook.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. In just a minute, we're going to get to Bailey from WWE Extreme Rules uh, Wrestling in here in just a little bit. Uh, in the Acme Lounge right now. But uh, I wanted to go through a couple of connoisseur stories. Let's do it. And then we will chat with Bailey in a couple of minutes here. But I did have some food-related 
items that I felt were worth uh, passing along to you. Oh, yeah, thank you. Casey's getting my Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get the uh, first order up. Thank you. <laughs> nice intro. We're, we're making up for... Uh, I got you. Everything's uh, running behind schedule here. I love this. Uh, I wish we would have... Well, we do kind of have things like this in Philly, but <laughs> Cheetos recently unveiled a giant Cheeto statue. Okay. And it's perfect. In Cheetle, uh, Alberta. Um, so the monument, which is almost 17 feet tall, shows a thumb and two fingers holding a Cheetos puff snack <laughs> in the air. Oh, so the hand is like yeah. a silver. Right, right. Oh, the funny. Cheeto is orange, and it's got the dust all over the fingers. <laughs> which, by the way, the technical or what the, I guess the nickname for that dust is Cheetle. That's what they Gee, call it. I, that's it? brilliant. That's I didn't what realize. They, they call the dust. It says the fingers are covered in the Cheetos orange dust, which Cheeto says is officially called Cheetle, and that's why they're in Cheetle. Now, Cheetle, Alberta is spelled C-H-E-A-D-L-E. Not like Don Cheetle. But Cheetle from Cheetos is C-H-E-E-T-L-E. Uh, so the brand says that it was on the lookout for the perfect home for its statue when it came across a hamlet in Alberta with a kindred name. I think it's great. Yep, the statue won't stick around forever. Kathy, take a look at the picture here. That's what it looks <laughs> 17, like. Oh. 17 feet tall. Isn't that yeah. awesome? Uh, <laughs> by the way, you know, I think your son, uh, Carter, figured out a way to uh, eat the, uh, the the Cheetos or anything that has can create Cheetle. Yeah. Uh, and uh, now he does it, I believe, with chopsticks. Chopsticks, yes. I use a, really uh, a steak knife and I poke. Okay. Poke them. You could use a fork too, I guess. Yeah. Or you could just use your fingers and lick your fingers. Yeah, no. you can do that. But uh, yeah, Carter uses uh, chopsticks for popcorn. If yeah. it's you know buttery or something like that. So. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, was it? I'm sorry. Was She Hulk the one who was eating them with? Uh... Yes. Okay. Yes. With yeah, she does the same thing. Right. Yeah. Which I uh, thought was kind of funny. Uh, the statue won't be around forever. Canadians only have until November 4th to visit the Cheetle Hand statue. Um, Cheetos is a Canadian snack brand. I didn't the, know that. The Frito-Lay Canada Portfolio, which is owned oh. by uh, Pepsi Foods in Canada. Okay. Because uh, we also were just told recently that somebody was getting their Lay's products Me. from Canada. Right. So so what so, happened was is that I, I ordered, um, my wife likes, there's two types of low-salt chips that she likes. Hers. And Lay's. So um, we couldn't get to hers, but the Lay's came from Canada yeah. through Amazon. And I'm like, it's a whole new world out there. Right, right. Canadian potato chips. So, Kath, I want to ask you, because yeah. I know that you're really turned off by licking your fingers. Yeah. It, it's Would so... you lick someone else's fingers? Oh, no, God, ew. <laughs> but is there... I, uh, yes, no, I am turned off by it, but um, it's like if you have like a little something, you're like, oh, okay, but okay. like to have all like another whole Cheeto on your fingers. And listen, Casey, I I do love you, even though Casey and I have this yeah, thing yeah. on on the show and mm-hmm. little tension. But when you lick your fingers after eating something, like I want to escort you to the bathroom <laughs> and to say, here's the sink and here's the soap. You can wash that off. Yeah, it's but- not all about just getting your fingers clean, though. It's about getting that taste. It's the taste. Yeah. Like, the best part of the Cheeto is that dust, and when you have, a like, three layers of dust on your pointer, middle, and thumb... And then it mixes with not washing oh. your hands after going to the bathroom. Well, that's, that's where I'm going with this. What if you wash your hands before you eat, no. you eat, no, you no. lick, and then wash your hands afterwards? It's, it's the about problem? etiquette. You're not supposed to be sitting there slopping up what's left over in your fingers. If like, I'm in the comfort of my own home... That would be the same thing as picking up your plate... 
and licking your plate after you were done I think eating. It's worse. Do you do that? I, mm, I think <laughs> I, I disagree as far as it being. I think it's a compliment to the chef. Yes, you're right. If you're licking no. your fingers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In our culture, we defecate on the table. <laughs> oh, so that's true. The meal. No, if it, listen. Chicken wings? You kidding me? Uh-huh. Get that sauce all over your fingers? Mm-mm-mm. This is exquisite. Let's be like your fingers. I can't. Oh that my might God. be on the lines of listening to Nick Chip. <laughs> <laughs> I Here think uh, you've mm, entered, mm, yeah. Mm, like, mm, I can't. Oh, God. I would mm. rather... Yeah, Nick can generate some sounds. It's it's. I'd unreal. rather listen to kittens being fed into a wood chipper. Oh, the best is when I was licking the peanut butter cups off my fingers behind Jackie Bam Bam, because I was. I mean, I was going for it, right? And, and I was it, doing it, makes it on purpose. Sick. And then eventually, he just looks at me in the rearview mirror, and we just locked eyes. And I was like. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, anyway, if you want to see the gigantic uh, Cheeto statue, it is in Cheadle, Alberta. I love it. Canada. Next order up. All right. Uh, so, butterboards, we talked about this. This has been uh, kind of the, the latest. Charcuterie board. Uh, yeah, craze. Yeah. Uh, so, it's uh, bread and butter with the butter spread and mixed in a combination of herbs and toppings and things like that. Um, so, here are a couple of more interesting ways to serve uh, your butterboard, if you have done this or haven't tried it out yet, this is the way you can do it. First, they recommend you use high-quality, grass-fed butter. <laughs> this whole concept is still... Listen, it's, still it's like... It's like just sitting down to a cup of mayonnaise. You're making a butterboard. Yeah. Like, come on. But haven't you ever had that, that like, Irish butter? Yes. Yeah. You guys yeah. know what I'm talking about? I can't remember yeah. the name. We get it. Yeah, it's great. We have, we have um, Irish butter. Oh, yeah. What is I it? wouldn't sit down and eat a stick of it. It's no. in a green. No, but so what you're doing is you're putting it on bread. Right. You know, so the, the bread sure. is the, uh, you know, the, the butter is just the added bonus. That it's you, like a little bonus. Wait, Casey, <laughs> we had uh, some of it in our refrigerator in the office for, like, Months. I had no idea. I was like, whose is this? Why is it sitting here? Did I bring it in because I made some sort of a pancake or something? Well, I don't know. And then I was like, because I also eat it as well. And so I was like, wait, did I bring it in? Am I looking at this thinking someone should throw this out and it's me? Early onset dementia. Oh, no. (laughs) Seriously? Wait, hang on. No, no, no. I brought something in for you guys and we ate it. And and you probably had to put butter. Was it when we made sourdough bread with uh, Tom uh, Papa? Tom maybe. Papa. Yeah, that's probably that was excellent. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so use high-quality grass-fed butter. Most Garbled. content creators use unsalted butter so they can then add their own salty flakes. Oh, that's the favorite of content creators. Uh, place parchment paper on the board and put your butter on top for easy cleanup. Next, you add your favorite flavor. Some people use spicy seasonings. Oh, spicy. With peanuts and chili. <laughs> oh my god, peanuts. Uh, for a little crunch with a kick. And others go sweet with roasted butternut squash and honey butter. So we have taken uh, what used to be a water fountain and now it dispenses A1 steak sauce, Preston. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like the chocolate yeah. fountain. Yeah, you dip exactly. Your... Yeah. You dip your steak in it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. I wonder if that would work. You're backward engineering all these things. No, 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 no. Don't put the butter on the bread. Put the bread on the butter. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then we'll just do one more story because we do have a guest who is standing by. Um, order up. All right. We're going to talk about food poisoning. This is. This is uh, oh, I've had this oh, twice. Yeah. Yep. So a gut health uh, scientist is revealing the five foods he always avoids. Uh, because of this man is known it's as one of them a butterboard, Mister Gut Health on TikTok. All right, uh, filmed a video explaining why he refuses to eat these foods, and according to him, they are no goes as they are the ones 
that are most likely to give someone food poisoning. So the scientist claims that food poisoning can increase your risk of having long-term gut health problems such as post-infectious IBS. So kicking off the forbidden foods list, uh, he reveals um, oysters. Never have them. Oysters are filter feeders, so they pick up everything in the water, including bacteria. Yeah. So he says uh, avoid those if you can. But eat them raw, too. You eat them raw, yeah. I don't mind them. I mean, like all of these things he mentions on here, I eat. Yeah. Uh, but And you're fine. Uh, yeah, look at me. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> another way he says, don't order your beef burgers rare. I never do. He continues by saying, it's not the same as getting a steak. Beef burgers are typically made from minced meat, so all the bacteria on the outside gets mixed in together. Make sure you order them at least medium rare, not rare. So, I put the bacteria on the side and I dip the meat in it. Smart. Uh, no, I, li- I like uh, I like pink uh, to red in the center. And, medium rare. Uh, love it. Yeah, medium rare is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, next up, the expert warns uh, against discounted sushi. You mean that you find it in an alleyway? <laughs> As it may be a major culprit for food poisoning. He said most fish used to make sushi is actually frozen to kill the parasites and bacteria. Uh, but it goes off real quickly once prepared. So make sure that you eat it all on the same day. Will you guys do like a um, supermarket sushi? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not, I don't prefer it, no. but it gets the job done sometimes. Yeah. And if uh, you find yeah. it. A lot of places now have them, uh, have a sushi bar, a lot of uh, grocery stores, and uh, I've had decent sushi. If you find sushi between the pillows and your couch, will you eat that? Uh, I'll do the snake test first. (laughs) Just a five-second rule. There's a place in Wilmington that I want to try out. It's called Pizza Maki, and it is a pizza place. Maki? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a pizza place and a sushi joint. And a dry cleaner. And a dry cleaner. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. So, like, you can bring, you know, if the kids don't like sushi, you give them pizza, and then you and the uh, yeah. All right. significant other, you <laughs> don't mind if I do. What do, do? Uh, the final food item is uh, bagged salad in the supermarket. That, that surprises me. Over the past five or six years, that has been the culprit. Bagged salad. You figure, it's produce. It's right. fine. It's washed, too. Yeah. But uh, the reason the pre-washed, pre-packaged salads are so risky is because uh, there are so many potential cross-contamination points, uh, and the inside of the bags are always moist, and that's apparently... Uh, a growing ground. Uh, yeah, a perfect environment for bacteria, too. And they're often washed off in baby's blood, right? Proliferate. <laughs> um, that's how I got food poisoning, was from salad, the last time that I had it. Really? And it was... The worst case of food poisoning I have ever had. I, I got it from chicken once before as well, and that was bad. But the salad one, and I don't know if it had anything to do with the food, yeah. but I mean, it was it was awful. Yeah, it I had it from chicken and from uh, pork, and and my God, that two of the, the the sickest I've ever been in my life. And you know what? Sickest, never from Snickers. Yes. No, not once. <laughs> You're right. Let's keep it. Let's keep our eye on the ball here, uh, or Cheetos either. Or Cheetos. That's like. right. All right. Uh, so keep that in mind. That's just uh, one of these experts weighing in on that. So we're saving lives today. That's it. That's all we have time for in uh, the Connoisseur file. But uh, we have a guest who is here, and we are happy to welcome her back to Philadelphia, back to our studio. And uh, WWE Extreme Rules is taking place tomorrow at the Wells Fargo Center. Seven thirty. Tickets available at Wells Fargo Center Philly dot com. And happy to have back. In our studio, Bailey, this morning. Hey. How's it going? How are you, Bailey? I'm great. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thanks for coming by yes. this morning. When did you get into town? Yesterday at like 11 p.m. Okay. 
So, travel day. Hence the large coffee that I have. <laughs> yes. Yeah, all the way from California, so it's always a long travel. Yeah. And you guys are always traveling. You're always on always. the road. Yeah. So 11 o'clock, that's better than taking the, the red eye thing from L.A. That's Oh, yeah, don't want to oh. do that. Well, I wouldn't have made it on time. No. Yeah. <laughs> True. It would have Good been point. here at like 7 a.m. Yeah. But it's so easy to travel around L.A., so that shouldn't be... Uh, <laughs> Where are you from, by the way? California and San Jose. Oh, okay. Yeah, not right. L.A., San Jose. San Jose. Yeah, yeah, a huge difference. Okay. Is yeah. that where you live now, or... I do, yeah. Okay. I, w- I was living in um, Tampa when I... Or Tampa and Orlando when I first got signed to WWE, and then I lived in Austin for a few years, and I just moved back to San Jose right before the pandemic. You have to get good at living out of a... I mean, WWE stars, uh, all you guys, and we've had a, a, a lot of you through here... And you guys really work hard, and you got to get used to living out of a bag, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like six bags, if you're me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you become like, I tell my mom all the time, I'm a pro traveler. She gives me crap about driving all the time. Make sure you look over your shoulder. Make sure you wear your seatbelt. Make sure you do this. Oh, look at, don't look at your phone. I'm like, mom. I'm a professional traveler. Yeah. Yeah. I know what I'm doing, right. okay? You don't understand what we do. Have you refined down your bag count? Because a lot of times you get more efficient at packing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah for yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. And sometimes, like, now that I've when I've gotten older and been on the road longer, I just kind of recycle the same things. I my, just wear my, the same gym clothes and the same outfits. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, my father's 94, and, like, he, when he he travels periodically, wow. for, hey, I, I got, I'm going to Europe. I put all my luggage in one Pringles can. I'm like, <laughs> like what? It, like it's a big thing. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's part of the deal. Hey Bailey, where is the the you mentioned Tampa the the WWE home space? Right. Like a, I mean, well, we're in Stamford, Connecticut, is where like the headquarters are. But in okay. Orlando, we have the Performance Center, which is where NXT's um, filmed at, and where all the NXT people train and things like that. Okay, so is it like a stadium sized uh, facility? Because that's what I have in my mind. Um. I, Pretty much. I mean, yeah. they have, like, state-of-the-art gym inside there, uh, like like the NFL elite gyms like that. That's kind of how Triple H based it off of. Um, and then they have, when I first started training there, there's six different rings, but because they run TV there now, yeah. there's one main ring and there's a whole... Uh, you can fit an audience in there. There's a whole stage and a ramp and everything. They do TV. And the, now they have the whole building next door, which is where the training happens. Was it like being around, like, giants all the time? That's yeah. just, you know. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm pretty used to it now. Are you? Yeah. Like, I... I've, my friends ask me all the time, like, oh, my God, he's so handsome. He, Whoa, she's hot. She, Wow, he's huge. But, like, I don't even think <laughs> yeah. of it like that right, anymore, yeah. you know? Just going just to like, work. They're yeah, just brother and sisters and just what I, we see them all, all the time. There's, yeah. there's a, that's a cool thing about what and we talked about, you know, on this show we've been together for a long time and we all we have a, a certain language and a certain understanding of things that no one else will have. And you're in this group, you have to have that familial sense with all, you know, first off, you're all great show people you know how to work with the audience you know how to keep it you know and you 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 put the time in but you guys will have a a set of experiences and and circumstances that no one else can understand is that's got to be a a cool thing yeah it really is like a bond that you grow throughout the years and it's like a unspoken a lot of unspoken roles and just things like that that uh nobody will really understand it like even in relationships or my family or my best friends that I've known throughout my whole wrestling career, you could tell somebody stories, and I'm sure it's the same here. I tell sure. people things, but they can't relate the way that somebody that's 
going through it with you, Cam. Right, right. Uh, but is, I'm sorry to interrupt, Kate. Is, is there? Uh, did you want to do, be a wrestler since you were a kid? Yeah, since I was okay. 10 years old. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. So as a fan and uh, somebody who's been in the industry for a long time, you probably have a keener uh, idea of, of who you would put in here. And I'm talking about the Mount Rushmore of, uh, of, of wrestlers. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to do the Mount Rushmore of, of male wrestlers. Uh, because I just saw one the other day, and you can always, okay, the first two, and you can even do it with quarterbacks. Oh, the first two, yeah, Tom Brady and yeah. Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. Boom. Those are the first two. No question about it. So in this Mount Rushmore, it would be Ricky, uh, Ric Flair and, and Hulk Hogan. And then I saw uh, Stone Cold, and they had The Undertaker. And I was like, mm. wow, I, I never thought about putting The Undertaker there. And, like, why not The Rock? And the, But The Undertaker's been at it for I feel like the longest. And he's so well-known. And he's so well-known. So do you have a Mount Rushmore? Do you have a a top four that is, you know, that, yes, these are the top four? Uh, Male and women? Yes. I'm just saying saying male. I want to hear the women, too. Uh, So. I'm saying, well, no, yeah, male, female. Okay, cool. Yeah, the, don't so you love this? They yeah. hate it. You need you need that coffee for this. Yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, okay, and it could change all the time. But right now, I will say um, Sasha Banks, Randy Orton, Stone Cold. Um, dang, that's hard. <laughs> John Cena. Mm, yeah, let's do John Cena. He okay. revolutionized wow. the whole era. You know, Hope they're yeah. making it all. Ricky well, Ric Flair didn't make it at all. No, nope. this is her sorry. list. I yeah, know, this I know, is my I know. list. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm okay. a little bit younger. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yes. You want to play? <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, and your your frame of reference is younger, right? Yes, yeah. Right. These aren't the people that. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even put Macho Man in there. He was my favorite. He was the first one to oh, really man. draw me into wrestling. We had him and Gorgeous George in the studio years oh, ago, probably gosh. twenty years ago. Yep. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Here's the funny thing. Uh, he and Gorgeous George went into the bathroom, and it was like Clark Kent going into a phone booth. Because right? he went in like, you know, Randall, and then he came out Macho Man. Oh, my yep. gosh. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I would have yeah. loved I never got to meet him. I would have loved to meet him. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. it was definitely a, a highlight of my career, and it was yeah. early on, too. Yeah, that's, that's true. Cool. Um, hey, we meant to ask you uh, about this, because uh, we saw that um, uh, Sarah Lee former WWE wrestler just passed away yesterday. Yeah. Was it? Did you know her? Or Yeah, we worked together in NXT. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, for a year or two, maybe. Yeah, super sad. It's so sad. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and, and solid. 30 she... years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah she's yeah, very yeah. young. Did you, you worked with her often? Or, or... Uh, we, yeah, we trained in the same place, drove to shows together once in a while. So, yeah, it's, it's sad. She's married to one of my good friends, Corey, and they had have three kids together. Oh, yeah, yeah. Really I, we've seen very little details about it at all. Other than yeah, there's not not many by. details, but yeah. um, anyone who's listening, you know, send your prayers to Sarah's family and the Weston family. Yeah, it's uh, there. You know, that's it's sad. It's happened a couple of times in, in wrestling. We have the, these people who are beloved and, and you know, misfortune or whatever. This happens. Um, through throughout the uh, the history, and you said you you didn't get to meet uh, Macho Man, but. Who do you have? Do you, is there anyone you still have yet to meet within mm-hmm. the industry that is on your list of I have to? If I meet anyone else, it has to be this person. Um, Are you no, jaded? I think, I think no, no, I'm <laughs> definitely not jaded. I still get excited when I see Ray Mysterio every week. You know, uh, uh, I I've pretty much met all my heroes. You know, I just recently great. was on um, Raw with Trish Stratus. I've gotten to team with her and Lita before. We were my idols growing up. 
Um, I've done Stone Cold's podcast three times and went four wheeling with him in Tahoe. He's good. Wow. He's a good. He's a good host. Yeah, he's he, great. He, yeah, we've had yeah. him on, and he's uh, again. All you guys have. That ability to to work, you, you, you're natural show people, you know, when it comes to this stuff. I, I did you enter that way, or did no. did you have to be brought along? Oh, I was terrible. Were you? I hated the camera. I didn't know how to talk. I didn't know how to. I, I wasn't presentable at all. I was. I just wanted to be a wrestler. So by when I got signed, I was 23. Yeah, and I had no idea what I was doing. I just was like, no, just throw me in the ring, let me wrestle, yeah. that's what I'm here for. But WWE is so much more than that because we do things like this all yeah. morning, every day, every week. Um, we're on TV every week and you have to go to talk shows and all that stuff. And I just didn't understand the character side of it until you know they kind of bashed it into my brain and literally put me in classes of three people and Dusty Rhodes was my coach back wow, then. Wow, yeah. that's wild. Yeah, well, whatever was... they're doing, uh, they should train other entertainers because, yeah, yeah, I, I mean... It's yeah. crazy, yeah. yeah. Which, which, what's crazy is, as a professional athlete, like your goal is to make sure that the crowd doesn't boo you. But in wrestling, in professional wrestling, your goal, <laughs> some people's goal is like, I need to have this entire yeah. arena hate my guts yeah and and th- for some reason like that is the right thing to do yeah it's, it's the fun crazy. thing to do yeah. You, yeah you enjoy you enjoy that side of it it's definitely fun like i was in my hometown a couple weeks ago and i i'm a bad guy so yes I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, how am i going to get the crowd to but you didn't I'm start like 30 that friends and family you know yeah. Yeah. how are they gonna boo me and i'm looking at them like don't cheer you know uh, i have to like bash the home team yeah your whole family's like, booing you yeah. you know what you're you're, yeah. you're loved. You're loved that way. I mean, like Preston talks about his genesis oh, with, 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 Rick, with Flair, Rick Flair until I, he finally realized what it was about. I I hated him so much when I was a kid. I just thought he was the meanest person in the yeah. world, and he's just evil and all this. And then it was a few years ago because I had I, you know that I'd not thought about those days for a long, 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 long time. And I was on YouTube and I found a video. It was called. It was like you know. Uh, uh, an hour of Ric Flair freaking out. So it was just a montage of him posing and doing all his things. And I started watching this, and I'm like, I love this. I absolutely, I didn't realize how much entertainment that man had given me when I legitimately hated him yeah. as a kid. Dude, and a now kid. I love him. I've, I'm a golfer, so on my, my driver, my head cover is a picture of Rick <laughs> oh Flair. Oh, my God. And it just says, woo! I love it. I just, I didn't realize. He got you. He got you, another, man. You know, he got so you. so cool. No, He's is incredible. It, is, it, is it fun being a bad guy? Yeah, it's a yeah, lot of fun. Yeah, I kind of get to do, like, I always, I think throughout my career, I've been able to evolve with my character as, same with, like, my my personality, my true life personality got right. to evolve with my character at the same time. It's cool. And I feel like I'm there now where I kind of get to mix in my goofy annoyingness with, you know, <laughs> trying to be a jerk. It's so cool. Do you from time to time encounter people like me that didn't know that, uh, you know, you're not really a bad person? <laughs> Shh, don't tell people. I, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, you're, you're in, I think, are you in six WWE video games? I don't know yeah. how many. Okay. That sounds about right, though, Yeah. A, have you played yourself? Uh, played as my yourself? nephews do. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, my nephews are ten and um, sixteen, so they they've played as me, and my friends have as well. I just I don't think I'm as fun to play. I, oh. I'll play like you know Randy Orton and Macho Man, but when right. I watch myself, I'm like, 
I don't even do that move, but I'm going to start doing it. The video game version of me wrestles way better than me. Oh, well, there you go. By the way, before you answered Steve's question, did you just crack your neck? Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I couldn't. Like, yeah. Can you guys hear that on the air? I, well, I saw, it. I saw you go like that, and I heard a little... Her little pop, yeah. like, just cracked her yeah. neck on the air. Uh, but listen, you got to get have... ready for my big ladder match. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. ladder matches. So that's happening. Crazy. That's happening this weekend, right? Tomorrow night. Yeah. Okay. This time tomorrow. Well, not this time tomorrow, but yeah. This time Sunday. Yeah. I'll be your new Raw Women's Champion. Oh, there it is. Ladder marks all over me, probably, but it'll be yeah. worth it. So all you right. were the, the first triple crown, female triple crown winner, right? Yeah. 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 yeah first one to win all the titles. That's that's so that's cool. Yeah. Can, can you talk about uh, Bianca? Who, that's who you're facing tomorrow. Night. I mean, if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, she's been a pain in my butt for a long time. We we've got we've we have such a long history with each other. Um, there she is. Yep. Up on the screen so, here. Yeah. You there know, you go. Goody two shoes. She's mm-hmm. so perfect looking. She's jacked. Uh, we have a long history, just like we started in the pandemic, um, going against each other. We're so different from each other, but also very similar. I used to be a lot like her when I was in my early stages of my career, which she'll get to, you know, she hasn't been, she's not a grizzled vet like myself. (laughs) Um, she also has never been in a ladder match. So I have that against my first ladder match. I won. So, you know, I was money in the bank winner. Yeah. She's never really experienced that. Interesting. Um, for those who don't know the ladder match, what, can you describe that, place? So we have the the championship that was on her shoulder. The Raw Women's Championship will be hanging over the ring. Um, and then you have to basically just climb the ladder and grab it, which sounds easy, but it's very <laughs> scary up there, for one. Yeah, this is um, this is a, you're painting the second floor of a house. Yeah. Right. Yeah, uh, it looks yeah. like at least like, 15 feet up oh, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plus, you add the ring, then your own height, and you're 30 yeah. feet in the air next to you. Yep. You, know? yep. <laughs> you, you guys, and it's it's the truth that we say to everybody, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the, the injury possibility oh, is extraordinary. <laughs> uh, you're all, you'll have to be really solid athletes. You, you do have a, a bit of a martial arts training in your background, do you not? Um, I did karate as a kid. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I've been training for wrestling since I was like 18. So, so. it's been wrestling since then? Yeah. Did you ever study classic, uh, you know, Greco-Roman style or just... No, I was going to in high school, but I was also a basketball player. So I just stuck with basketball because it was during the same season. Okay. Uh, and sometimes I wish I did it, but I, you know, I'm you're, happy with You're not hurting did. because yeah. you didn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's very physical. Like, I just came back from an injury, yeah. um, which I got hurt not even performing or anything i was in the ring but i was just training yeah so um being back and being in a big match like this is a first ever women's ladder match for a championship and i feel like wow I, this time last year i wasn't even walking around so oh wow um, what was your injury really big deal i tore acl oh, okay there you go yeah. all right yeah and uh how long does a tear like that take to repair uh it Standard is nine months, but I was out for a year. Like yeah. I said, it took me a little longer. I hear that uh, more of it oh, is... Oh, there's my dog, Flag. Oh, the picture's up <laughs> in the studio of you at home convalescing. Yeah. Great name. Yeah. It's a great dog name. But Thank I hear you. mentally is, is the hardest part about coming back from an ACL, just trusting yourself and, and yeah. trusting the, that the recovery, that your, is gonna be sti- uh, your knee is going to be stable enough yeah. to plant and, and do all that stuff. Yeah, that was like what I was most concerned with, I guess. And then, like I said, it took me a little bit longer, so towards the end of my my rehab process um the, the first few times i got in the ring i would the next day my leg would be swollen mm. and i'd you know what let me take a couple of days i didn't want to like rush 
to get back in because wrestling is year-round. We don't have any off-seasons. I'm not going to miss anything. That's it, yeah. Yeah, it's going to keep going, so I don't need a rush in. If my leg's swollen, I'm not going to... I'm too old to now to be like. Uh, um, you got, it's got to be tough. Let's though. rush it. We, you got. You know, we talk to um, athletes in all sports and, and, and the wrestlers, and when that's your deal, that your your body is your your money maker, and of course, obviously, your your performing capabilities as well. Um, you know, to me, it would seem like you you would just like fight to get in as as quickly as you can, and that's where the real substantial injuries occur if you're not giving yourself enough recuperation time. Did you have to learn, teach yourself to hold back and say, okay, I'm just going to do more damage. I've got to play this smartly. Yeah, I definitely had to learn the hard way, I guess, and even through workouts sometimes I would... In my years ago, and five years, five or six years ago, if I was sore and tired, I would still force myself to work out. Yeah. It would only make it worse for when I was wrestling that night or wrestling the next day or whatever. So just had to learn to listen to my body. And definitely now after this injury, I think I was, my body needed a break for so long where it literally made me stop. Okay. So now yeah. I listen to everything <laughs> I feel. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all that recovery, all that training, it's going to come to its fruition as uh, the ladder match is happening uh, at WWE Extreme Rules. And uh, the event is uh, tomorrow, but the ladder match is on Sunday, did you say? Nope, or no, it's it is tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, there's okay. uh, all kinds of, we have like six different matches, six different stipulations. Okay. Um, it, and we, we say all the time, if you've never gone, <laughs> so much I don't fun. care what, where, what Even you, if you think don't it's care. about. I don't think if you go, you have to yeah. see it in person. You, well, especially you will, these ones. Yeah. The, the, like I said, every match is a stipulation. So there's all kinds of weapons. There's a fight pit. There's <laughs> yeah. um, an I quit match. There's a, Ronda Rousey is going to be in there in a, like a no holds barred match. So it. Tomorrow night is a big one. You, you'll get caught up in it. And, and what WWE does is is they, even when there's a pause, there is no pause. There is no pause. There's no break. It's yeah. just, it's you're constantly, there's stimuli keeping you entertained the <laughs> yeah. entire time. And I've, I've seen it firsthand. It's a, it's a blast. So uh, tickets available at Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com for tomorrow night, WWE Extreme Rules. Uh, it's great to see you, Bailey. Thanks for coming by. Thank you for having me. And good luck in your me. match, all right? Thank yeah. you. I yeah. need okay. it. I need it. All right, let's hear it from Bailey, everybody. Yeah. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Cue the jingle. There it is. It's Kathy Romano, and I've revealed my 2022 Kathy's Fall Activities List. Ten brand new ideas to get you into sweater weather mood. Find the list, which includes helpful tips and coupon codes for all you fall activity fanatics. Posted now on PrestonandSteve.com. Real quick, I could do a couple of uh, butt plugs. Uh, this one got an email uh, about a former intern of ours. Her name is Nicole Saunders. Her last name is now uh, Roche or Rochi. Uh, mother of three. And in July, Nicole was diagnosed with stage four cervical cancer. Oh. Uh, she's also the caregiver of her mother who suffers with dementia. And then listen to this. Her middle son, Wesley, four years old, just diagnosed with metastatic kidney cancer. What? They're getting hit with a lot of stuff. It's unbearable. Uh, so... Um, Wesley, the young boy, is uh, currently staying at CHOP. Uh, Nicole and her husband, Alex, are both self-employed, and they have these mounting medical bills. It's just beating them up really hard. So she's diagnosed stage four cervical cancer, and then uh, the four-year-old with metastatic kidney cancer. So they're going through a lot. Uh, A friend has set up a GoFundMe page. Uh, Marissa has posted this on uh, PrestonandSteve.com. If you can help out, please help out, Uh, because they're in a tough spot. 
that's God bless them. I, I don't know how you 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 deal with all that, but obviously this is what this is why they need the help. So yep, yep. So uh, just go to PrestonandSteve.com and uh, click on uh, Marissa. What what would that be under under uh, community under events? Yeah, under... if you go to WMR.com, you click the menu and you go to events and community, and it's right there. We'll share it up on our socials as well too. Okay, and then there's another one. This is an event that's taking place this weekend, and it was a tragedy, but they're they're trying to get something positive out of this. Uh, it's taking place Sunday in Limerick at the Limerick Fire Department. Uh, it's called Keegan's Touch-A-Truck, uh, held in the memory of Keegan, who unexpectedly passed away in his sleep uh, last year. He passed away six days after his first birthday, uh, sadly on what was uh, supposed to be the day of his birthday party. So his family's hosting, yeah, they're hosting the event uh, to finally give Keegan uh, the second birthday celebration he deserves. I'm sorry, I'm getting. A little I, it's I read this email. Up while I'm reading this, yeah. and I was like, "Are like, are you kidding me? This um, is terrible." So he was. Uh, it was declared sudden, unexplained death in childhood. Uh, SUDC uh, is what that's called, and so the money's going to raise is going to go towards the foundation, the SUDC Foundation, uh, in hope of one day finding an answer to why Keegan is no longer with us. So you can bring your family, uh, especially the the little ones, and they're going to have fire trucks and police cars and construction and utility trucks and all this stuff because I guess he must have loved this stuff. All kids love these things. Yeah. Uh, so that is on Sunday, eleven to three. Uh, the Limerick Fire Department on Ridge Pikes. Real big, beautiful fire department. You can't miss it. Uh, so we want to send people in that direction. The weather looks great this weekend. So if you can go out there, uh, they would greatly appreciate it. So uh, we have that on PrestonandSteve.com as well. So click on uh, events and then community and you'll find that information. Um, we need to do the bizarre file right now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, it is brought to you this morning by Primo Hoagies. Watching the game with some friends this week? Well, score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagies. You can order online at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It is a Primo. All right, we'll begin with a, let me see here, a fairly short one. Uh, How about this one? Okay, this is, I normally don't lead with somebody doing something like this. In fact, I've never heard of this. An eastern Washington rancher has been sentenced to 11 years in prison by a federal judge. So 11 years in prison. And this is for a massive ghost cattle scam that defrauded Tyson Foods and another company out of more than $244 million. It's not a catastrophe. Uh, Yes. There you go. Cody Easterday was sentenced in federal court for what the judge is calling the biggest theft or fraud I've seen in my career. Does a ghost cow go moo or boo? I think it's I think it's moo. Ooh. Uh prosecutors contend Easterday had Easterday had fraudulently charged the companies for approximately 265,000 head of cattle that didn't exist, man, and destroyed his family's ranching empire. Sure. In the process. Yeah. yeah. Uh, He amassed significant personal wealth, yet he wanted more, so he defrauded his victims of nearly a quarter billion dollars by charging for cattle that never existed. Uh, The judge also ordered him to pay $244 million in restitution. Yeah, that'll happen. Served three years of probation after he's released from prison. Uh, He and his business, Easter Day Ranchers, entered into agreements with Tyson Foods and other companies whereby Easter Day Ranchers agreed to purchase and feed cattle on their behalf under these agreements. Uh, the victims advanced Easter Day's ranches the cost 
of buying and raising the cattle. So he got this advance, yeah, essentially uh, for stuff that he didn't even have, and he ended up spending a whole bunch of it. But I'd never heard of that. Before. It's like a like a, a beef Ponzi scheme. Yeah, yeah. milk them for everything. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Well, that's a good case. Uh, Let's see. uh, This is a terrible story. Uh, A young woman who accidentally died at Liverpool's historic Adelphi Hotel was crushed by a wardrobe after waking in the middle of the night and mistaking it for the bathroom door. So she went to open it and it tumbled over onto her? Bell on her. Jeez. Chloe Haynes, 21 years old, was found dead in the famed uh, city uh, hotel after emergency services rushed to the scene following a safety concern. Her mother... Here's the uh, ambulance heading over there. <laughs> her mother, Nicola, had revealed that the wardrobe is believed to have fallen off of the wall and crushed her windpipe. That's. Uh, oh, she said, uh, uh, looks, it looks like she got out of bed confused, not knowing where she is, and opened the wardrobe door, maybe thinking that it's the bathroom door or the exit or the room, and it was a big, old, heavy wardrobe, geez. and it fell on her and crushed her windpipe. So that's why, listen, if you have a heavy piece of furniture like that, you got to secure it to the wall. Yeah. So a lot of times, now this is obviously something that was older in the house and may not have had the option, but when you get something now of a, of a large size like that, they usually come yep. oh, with, yeah. with an attachment yeah. that, that secures it to the wall. Yep, you can she, anchor it. Did it indicate whether she was intoxicated or not? Uh, she she was yeah okay okay yeah she had been out drinking so but still no I know but my what roommate, a way to go well my roommate my freshman year uh, fell off of his desk uh, because he had he was drinking he thought he was climbing back into bed so it was like very similar and he you got to be way out of it for that mm-hmm. yeah well he'd peed in his closet at first. But anyway. What a wonderful night. That happens in Yep. All right. Uh, also, here's a short one. A 34-year-old man is dead after attempting to a handstand on a balcony at a Myrtle Beach hotel. Uh, Willard. Uh, uh, no, who was Willard here? Oh, uh, the. Oh, that's a rat. No, the coroner is uh, Tamar Willard. <laughs> oh. Said that Markle Hope of Akron, Ohio, fell from a 15th floor balcony at the Patricia Grand Hotel in South Carolina, apparently trying to do a handstand. So, I don't know if this guy was drunk, too, but mm, I died at the scene of his injuries, and his death has been considered... Was it worth it? ...accidental. Uh, Here's another interesting building story. A viral video shows a man in a suit jumping between awnings atop a New York City high-rise. Uh, the daredevil eventually climbed onto a 23rd story window of the building. I saw the pictures It'll give you of this. vertigo. It looks insane. Yeah, He's yeah. way up there. Uh, the businessman seemed to be on a phone call as he begins jumping. He finishes the call, leaps four times, then goes back inside. Uh, Eric Young, who filmed the video, posted the deathifying scene on Instagram. He was already hoping, uh, hopping around uh, from awning to awning when we first saw him, he said. So the, it's crazy. Yeah, he was apparently checking for leaks in the roof. Is that what he was doing? That was the deal? Yeah, he was actually contracted to go up and, and fight right. these leaks. All righty then. And there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you. All right, our next guest is on the line. Uh, she's a wonderful performer. Uh, and we've had, I think in the years past, we've talked to her yes. before. Uh, but she's on to speak of uh, The Good House. Uh, we were just talking to Marina, 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 uh, Marina Karen the other day. Uh, the film stars her and Sigourney Weaver and Kevin Klein and our guest. Please welcome Beverly D'Angelo to the show. Yeah, hey. Hello, Beverly. Good morning. Hi. Uh, good morning. I'm going to be in that area pretty soon in December. Ooh. Chevy Chase and I are doing uh, Still City Con just outside of Pittsburgh. Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. 
Um, okay, look, I'm a big truth in advertising, all okay. right? Okay, do tell. Um, it's, it is starring Kevin Klein, Sigourney Weaver, the wonderful Marina, uh, Pil- Paul Guilfoyle uh, is in it, too. They're great. Rob Delaney, I'm only in this for a few minutes. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, still matter. There's no small, uh, what, no small parts to small actors. I'm yeah. sure you shine in the movie. Here's the thing. The book, fantastic. The script, fantastic. To be in the same room with with Sigourney Weaver witnessing, you know, her turn in a performance that is Oscar caliber and be part of a story that's a really cool story. It's about a person who, you know... has, it's kind of a memory piece, but her life is disintegrating. And you watch her meet those challenges and come through it and find love. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. And it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful piece. It's, it's dramatic. It's important. It's, uh, and it's cool to watch. We, so, love, we love movies I, like this. We were telling uh, Marina that. And um, the, the whole, the, an ensemble of this level, and, and everyone has their stories, and everyone has... You know, they're, they're, they're not, you know, black or white. There's there's issues to everyone's life. And, uh, and uh, I love seeing things that are that that are involved like that, where you're drawn into this into this town and into the lives of these people. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is. It's uh, it's just it's great. I want I want people to see it. it but but uh, really, I'm only in it for a little bit. All right. <laughs> we, we will know that going in. Right, so. But but who are you in, in the film, Beverly? What role do you play? It's, uh, uh, her name's Mamie Lang, and um, uh, I'm a childhood friend of hers who has not stopped drinking. Oh, okay. okay. Are you are you a bit of an enabler? Uh, an enabler, yeah. Okay. An, uh, you know, one 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 of the uh, yeah, an enabler. It's it's you know the Sigourney's character really struggles with alcoholism. Okay. We. Uh... That, that, that's part of what it's about, Beverly. We have to bring up the fact you and we've been uh, talking about uh, you know the passing of Loretta Lynn and uh, yeah. how phenomenal you were in Coal Miner's Daughter as Patsy Cline. Um, yeah. And, and any any memories uh, you're able to share of yeah. of that yeah. whole period? Absolutely. Well, that that was a real life changer for me. That was I I, I loved being a part of that movie and. You know, I knew about Patsy Cline because I'd started out as a singer, and so I knew about her. But kind of, you know, she faded from public consciousness. So to be able to bring, you know, her up again, and that was really coming from Loretta because Patsy was so important to Loretta, and I knew that. So when I went down to Nashville to do the pre-record for the soundtrack with Owen Bradley, who'd been Patsy and Loretta Lynn's original producer. Um, I, went, I got the word I was going to meet Loretta, and I went to um, this little office, and I walked in. And she said, well, you don't look like Patsy. <laughs> and I thought, oh, no, what am I going to do? But, you know, I had started out as a singer, and a singer, you know, all over the place and in bars. So I knew a little bit about how to get somebody's attention, and I was confident in my singing. So I said, you know, well, can I sing a song for you? And uh, she said, yeah, sure. So I had to turn around, though. I couldn't right. look her eye because if I would have seen any judgment or any letdown, I think I would have just lost it. So I sang Walking After Midnight, and when I turned around, she said, well, sure. <laughs> and that was it. That'll do. <laughs> that is great. That is awesome. Oh, because the, the role, you, you, I mean, you, Sissy, Sissy Spacek and you, you all got 
massive kudos, deservedly so, but yeah, that it I, turned that way. I was, just, I was just so sad to see Loretta go, though, yeah. because, you know, all the cliches, like, people, you won't, you know, you won't meet anybody like her again, and, and uh, uh, she was a force of nature. Those things are really true. I mean, her life story to be born into that kind of poverty be married at 15 six kids by 30 go from that to influencing a whole world and uh i mean it was really she said it was her and patsy but it's true it was her and patsy mm -hmm. but you know changing the face of of what a, a woman was you know what a female singer was in, in country music and the stories that she told. And she did all that, keeping her authenticity intact. Mm. And and I just, you know, I just really, we really will not see the likes of her again. So no. it was certainly the passing of a great woman and who, who, who did something that I can't imagine anybody else ever doing. And, and I'm not kidding. And and the film is fantastic. It's such a great representation. We were telling some of our our, our, our coworkers that haven't seen it that you need to see this movie. It still stands. It's still yes, a wonderful film. Yes, got an Oscar for it. It got eight Oscar nominations. It's a great movie and and a wonderful tribute to to uh, Loretta. Um, Beverly, before we do let you go here in a moment, I, I saw a, a trailer for a film yesterday. <laughs> That gave, right. that gave Why me so you? much joy. I was laughing so hard when I saw the trailer for Violent Night, and you're in this film. Check it out. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. It, uh, it's David Harbour's in it. You, you, you're, you're in the film with him. And, I, I, A, I didn't even know it was him at first. And then I was just absolutely so, cracking up. Listen, I have, I have news for you. The trailer is excellent, and the trailer lets you know about this little girl who's very much part of the heartbeat and all the action stuff, but it's wider ranging than that. Okay. It really is. I mean, this, there's, there's, uh, this, uh, really, this film is a genre shifter. Oh, yeah? It's got action and comedy and, and heartbeat and blood and love. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it covers everything. The trailer is a great enticement. But what's waiting for you in the theaters is huge. Oh, we, we're so excited for I it. I cannot wait. Excellent. All right, but in the meantime, we have The Good House, and it's out in theaters now. And uh, we will send people to uh, to see that as well. So it's great yeah, to talk to you. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Merry Christmas. Oh, and Merry Christmas to you, too. Yes. Thank you, Beverly. We appreciate the call this morning. Take care, okay? Okay, bye. All right, we'll see you later. There she goes. Beverly D'Angelo. So I don't know if you, if you could make out what we were saying because she was kind of jumping in yeah. as well. Uh, but the movie is called Violent Night. Yeah. David Harbour is Santa Claus and gets thrown into this kind of diehard situation. It's kind of modeled after diehard. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, I was... Kathy, you heard me I laughing. Heard you. Yes, I, I did. was just and at me at five thirty to get me to laugh that loud. I was cracking up. I think we have some audio. We do on have that the audio. Uh, yes, Casey, if you can pull that up because it yeah. was just. I, I love it. Uh, you, I'm so you, glad you said that to me, Steve. <laughs> we have we now have within a couple of years. Yeah. And I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it. I'm gonna love this no matter what it is. A violent night. Um, between Fat Man mm -hmm. and this. Yeah. Two great, violent Santa movies. Yeah. Let's play a little bit of this. Here we go. You have $300 million in your personal vault. That's what I want for Christmas. Santa, are you there? Daddy said you were very busy tonight. <laughs> are you going to help us, Santa? 
Conquest. Uh, you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. There are three ways to do this. You can text it with a special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or you can enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $1,000 in this company-wide contest. And each winner gets a call from Beasley, so make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. It is sponsored by Horizon Services. So, again, the word is conquest, C-O-N-Q-U-E-S-T. So, good luck for you there. Uh, We have got some more. You know, I just solicited for a contest. I'm not going to give this away right now, but when we come back, I probably will. But our friends from Red Robin are here, and I just want to mention that once again. Uh, Packed by popular demand is the Red Robin Cheesy Bacon Fondue Effin' Burger. I added the effin' part. Uh Uh, Fire grilled beef burger topped with American cheese, hardwood smoked bacon, and mayo on a toasted brioche bun served with cheesy bacon fondue (laughs) for dipping and bottomless steak fries. Oh, yeah. That's my regular Saturday night. It's going to be your regular Saturday night. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. I'll do some giveaways with that when we return. But we've also got lesson, question, trash, and music news. That stuff coming up. Stay there. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It is another beautiful day today. It's going to be the best one of the week, by the way, because not only do we get beautiful sunshine, we get comfy temperatures. 77 is our high. It's going to feel great today. Uh, Cooling off a fair amount. Tomorrow, our high temperature is 60. The sunshine continues uh, for the next foreseeable days, all the way up through Tuesday at least. But um, the temperature is a little bit on the cooler side. Uh, 60 tomorrow, uh, 65 on Sunday. Monday, 68. That's good. And the same thing on Tuesday as well. But we have uh, good weather. Oh, yeah. As far as oh, no yeah. precipitation. <laughs> dude. <laughs> that guy, what all is he using? We could use I want to get that dude. He was in I a number too. of movies. Uh, that oh, being yeah. his, his Oscar winning. Oh, yeah. He's but also we, the, the guy that says, oh, yeah, what if somebody called yeah. my mama a whore? Is, is she? Is she? <laughs> and then, then he, he snaps the pencil. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, oh, yeah. I, I ought to. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. 
let's do something else. Let's ask a question and give away a prize. We have a lesson question, and we're going to give away a pair of tickets for the Flyers Home Opener Thursday, October 13th at the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, the question is as follows. It's uh, Tico Torres' birthday today. Yes, it is. <laughs> what other two people should he hang out with? Uh. 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right, who does Tico Torres uh, get to hang out with on his birthday? 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. This morning, it is brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia, and they present uh, comedian Jay Moore coming Saturday, October 8th. Uh, tickets are on sale at livecasinophilly.com. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's going on, Steve? Well, former Miss Universe Olivia Culpo revealing that her ex-boyfriend made her feel less than human. Culpo says there were times he acted as, as if she wasn't the most beautiful woman in the universe. Aww. Oh, my It's got to kill you. Taylor Swift's new song titled Look What You Made Me Do is reportedly another Failed diatribe about former boyfriend Jake Gyllenhaal. For his part, Gyllenhaal says he should have dated a pit bull because they eventually let go. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, uh, uh, Giselle Bündchen. Uh, TMZ reporting that Giselle Bündchen left Tom Brady because she feared he would develop CTE if he continued to play football. Bündchen says she feared Brady had early signs of brain damage after swearing he saw Gary Busey pleasuring himself on a park bench. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. You remember that picture? Of I do remember yeah. that picture, yeah. All right, let's see if we can get an answer oh, yeah. to the lesson question this morning, and we need to find out. Uh, it's Tico Torres' birthday. Who else should he hang out with? 215 263 WMMR, we are going to go to Brendan and see if we can get an answer. Hey, Brendan, good morning. Hey, how you doing, Chris? Good, buddy. All right, so uh, Tico Torres should hang out with uh, what other two people? Uh, Taco and Tito. Yes. Well done. Taco and Tito (laughs) hanging out with Tico (laughs) Torres. Uh, Brendan is walking away with some tickets to see the Flyers' home opener. It's Thursday, October 13th, Wells Fargo Center. And the Flyers return to the ice for the 28-22-23 home opener presented by Smart Water. And with a matchup, it's against uh, New Jersey Devils on October 13th. And all fans get a Flyers home opener t-shirt. Tickets are on sale now at PhiladelphiaFlyers.com. Now, before I enter into music news, let me give away $50 uh, Red Robin gift cards. Nice. Uh, I will take callers 8 and 9 at 215-263-WMMR. You can enjoy delicious burgers for the whole family at Red Robin. Near you, Red Robin. Yum. Yum. All right. We'll do the music news now. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought you by... (laughs) Wait. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Brought to you this morning by Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, focused on being the best at one thing and getting it right every time. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, now open in Fairless Hills in the court at Oxford Valley. One love. Uh, We'll begin with uh, the fact that out today is Omens, the ninth studio album by five-time Grammy Award-nominated Lamb of God. Uh, The 10-song set was produced by Josh Wilbur, who worked with Lamb of God on four previous albums. 
And the, it was recorded at Henson Studios in Hollywood. Jim Henson? Uh, what's that? Jim Henson? No. Uh, well, that's a good question. Uh, so, frontman D. Randall Blythe talked about uh, recording there. He said that he's not particularly fond of the recording studio process, but he found working at Henson, actually, which was established by Charlie Chaplin, oh. and later became A&M Records' home to be very inspiring. He said, I tried to sort of internalize that vibe, the history of the place. It was also really cool because they had Charlie Chaplin's private screening room. Uh, so my girl was out there, and as Henson owns the studio, uh, yeah, here you go. Henson had the Muppets. Huh. And, of course, uh, he said, of course, here. And they had a bunch of killer dark crystal memorabilia. Oh, that's cool. Like full-size uh, Skeksis. Skeksis? Yes. I, I don't know dark crystal. Some of the uh, the beings that populate the movie. And puppets from it. So I got to watch the dark crystal with my girl, just me and her, in Charlie Chaplin's private screening room. It was very interesting. He showed uh, Winston Churchill movies there, uh, so it was a really cool feeling. He said, "Did, did they play a Churchill's Kung Fu movie?" No, I didn't. That's really cool. I didn't. I didn't even know that existed. I'm going to karate chop your face. Uh, so they are. Uh, they're happy to be presenting this album, and Lamb of God will celebrate Omen's release uh, today with a performance at the AfterShock Festival in Sacramento, California. Uh, physical copies of Slipknot's new album have the wrong title on the cover. Oh, no. One fan updated... You a might have a collector's item, Kathy. Yeah, a, fo- <laughs> <laughs> a photo of their vinyl copy of the album that showed the title The End For Now. The, ab- the album is actually entitled The End So, fu- so Fan. The End So Fan? <laughs> I have a feeling that's a typo. Wait, yeah. Wait. yeah. I assume it should be The End So Far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so there's a typo in my copy oh my as well. As in, okay. Uh, throughout the comment section, yeah. other fans confirmed that uh, their copy had the misprint as well. One person noted that they purchased uh, every variant that the album was available in, and each of them had the misprint. Another person added the cassette version contained this error, too. Corey Taylor addressed the misprint when asked about it, uh, and he said that uh, the end so far was always the intended title for the record, but that somebody effed up and didn't double-check with them. So this is the end so far? No. The end so far. uh, But the end for now is what some of these people got. Uh, While promoting his new hit album, Patient Number 9, Ozzy Osbourne touched upon uh, lead members of Van Halen. Uh, He spoke about the band who famously opened for, and according to many, stole the show from Black Sabbath back in 1978. Uh, He recalled to Revolver Magazine, Eddie was such a great guy, uh, they came to our local pub, and it was good fun. But David Lee Roth, he's a he's lost a couple of nuts and bolts, is what he said. <laughs> Ozzy is saying this. Ozzy is saying this. He said, he's freaking mind. He said, when you meet him, it's like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> he's like, he's like somewhere else, you know. Uh, regarding Eddie's long rumored rivalry with Ozzy, Ozzy's late great guitarist uh, Randy Rhodes, Ozzy admitted they were arch enemies. He said Randy didn't have a lot to say about Eddie. Uh, they were very, very similar guitar players. Eddie took that tapping thing to another level. He said Randy could do that, but he liked people like Leslie West. And it amazes me that you get Eddie, you get Randy, and you go, no one's ever going to top that. But there's a new thing around every corner. Yeah, it's true. Ozzy spoke frankly about his relationship with fellow Black Sabbath co-founder Tommy Iommi, uh, who's but one of several guitarists that uh, lend their work to patient number nine. It's complicated. Uh, Ozzy revealed, Tony, God bless him, he comes to my rescue. And the, in actual fact, uh, since we've made up, he's been really supportive, calls me regularly to see how I'm doing. 
He went on to say, if it wasn't for Tony Iommi, there never would have been a Black Sabbath. We've had arguments. We've fallen out. We've made up. Uh, it's just like a marriage. You get divorced. You get back together. But Tony Iommi and I can never deny this. Uh, there's not a man on the face of the earth uh, that comes up with these gutty, dark, heavy riffs. He's the king of the riffs, he said. The estate of late Joey Ramone's front, or late Ramone's frontman Joey Ramone has sold a stake of his publishing rights and non-exclusive rights to the singer's name and likeness for $10 million. $10 million? $10 million. $10 million, $10 million, $10 million, $10 million. It's like a billion. According to the... It's like a billion. According to the Wall Street Journal, the acquisition was part of a much larger $2 billion partnership. It's like a billion... Uh, but be- two of them between independent. <laughs> There's two, two of them <laughs> uh, between independent publisher, uh, Primary Wave Music, and investment company Brookfield Asset Management. That seems actually um, kind of uh, light for that. It does, but they had gone back and forth on this deal like nine times. Nine times. Nine times. <laughs> nine times. Well, it says nine times. This is a stake of his publishing rights, okay. so I don't know what all that means. I don't know if it means all of it or not. Steak was what he used to uh, eat every Saturday night. <laughs> You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Joey's, bro- <laughs> Joey's brother, Mitchell Hyman, better known as musician Mickey Lee, said in a statement announcing the deal, I'm happy to welcome Primary Wave as partners in my brother's interest in Ramones. I'm thoroughly convinced of their eagerness to perpetuate his legacy and their sincerity about doing it in a way uh, that will never compromise his credibility. I very much am looking forward to working with them. The great thing about Ramon's music for commercial applications is that it gets right into it. All the songs, you know, there's no big lead in. And then uh, finally, Daily Rush video, new one, and it is when uh, Larkin Poe came by here. One of my favorite musical mornings ever on the Preston and Steve show. Uh, the sisters stop in. It couldn't have been nicer. Rebecca and Megan played Holy Ghost Fire. And then they played Strike Gold, which had never, ever been played in public before. First time ever right here on our show. It was a world premiere. They were actually listening from the Vatican. Uh, it wasn't. I did not know that. Uh, but they actually had the handwritten lyrics so yeah. they wouldn't forget the words. That's awesome. It's such a new song. Uh, they also tell how the uh, Bonnie Raitt blessed their guitar. They tell us that story. So be the first to see the newest Daily Rush videos by subscribing to your YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel, not yours. I'm sure yours is great. Subscribe too, to yours, you know, too, yeah. though. Find out what you've been up to. Yeah, if you haven't smashed yeah. that subscribe button <laughs> on your own account. Uh, smash it. Smash it. With a hammer. Yeah. Sponsored by Xfinity's GigSpeed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. And that's it. That's all I have in music news for you. We have one final break to take. We're going to do that. We'll come back. We'll uh, give away the Word of the Week prize. Turn it over to Pierre and let you get into your weekend. We'll be back in just a moment. Did you know you can listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. 
Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Nice. Dave Matthews, Band 93.3, WMMR. What would you say? Maybe you Casey's little additions to that song. I like it. What? A little bit of what. <laughs> the what would you say? Ten thirty six in the press and the C show. Do you know what that what is from? That's uh, is that Arlen Specter. Arlen Specter. Yeah, yeah. It was a press conference that, that had the worst audio ever recorded. Yeah, it was a bit that uh, Stephen done, which used to crack me up. <laughs> Could you find yeah, that? We have it. We have it. Could you find that because it was Arlen Specter was. Uh, uh-huh. I think he'd won the election. And he was talking about getting a concession call, right, right, yeah, uh, from his uh, uh, his competitor, <laughs> and he's at a press conference selling this, and the audio <laughs> gave out, and then Steve did this bit where he added to it, and it just always cracked me up. Go ahead, Case. Check the audio when they're recording uh, stuff like that. I've always loved that. <laughs> All right, uh, it's thank you time. I want time. I would like to thank um, comedian Michael uh, Palisac, Palisac, who was on the show this morning. Yeah, yeah. Punchline, very, very nice guy. We he was very nice. Enjoyable conversation with him. So you can go to punchlinephilly.com to get tickets and see him. Uh, thank you to wrestler Bailey, who is hey. here this morning. WWE Extreme Rules. She's going for the championship in the ladder match this weekend. Uh, she's uh, she's a bad guy, uh, but she's really nice. Yeah, she's really awesome. cool. Uh, and then finally, uh, Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. We had a, a short conversation with her, but she was great. And she was promoting, uh, promoting this film called The Good House, which is in theaters now. And uh, look for this movie down the road that she's going to be in called Violent Night. <laughs> Search out the trailer. It looks great. Uh, and thank you to Red Robin. Yeah. Red yeah. Robin came by and brought some fantastic food, including uh, their Red Robin cheesy bacon fondue burger. Which is fantastic, and Pierre, they brought Impossible Burgers too. Oh, really? Uh, so if, I, I don't know if there's any left. Or I don't not, know. But they, they did have some Impossible meat in case you were interested. All right, so I I go up, that man. way. Excellent. How you doing, man? Excellent. Wonderful. It's lovely outside, and um, hopefully you kids can get out of here right away. <sighs> I'm planning on it. So many days, Preston and Steve. Most folks don't know this, but they have like meetings and all this work that they do that takes them well after the program. So on a lovely day, I always try to encourage them to escape and... We try uh, to heed your advice. ...and run out and soak up the day. Good choice of word, escape. Yeah, yes. escape. We're going to take off. Uh, like the Pina Colada song. A lot like that. Yeah. 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 That's the official title of Not that song. Not really that. anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, escape it's, it's it connotates uh, fun things and... 
light things and beautiful things and removing yourself from the uh, architectural disaster that is one ballot plaza. (laughs) Your favorite song. Beautiful song. Beautiful. It's ghastly. (laughs) It's the kind of thing that those sort of club singers like, um, you know, Stephen Edie Gourmet would come out and sing that on the Mike Mike Douglas show. Oh, my God. If you enjoy pina colados. (laughs) Oh, that's great. I could see that. All right. How about that letter? How about it? How about it? Kristen and Steve on WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. Hi, and the President Steve Jones brought to you today by the letter. N as in neurotic. All right, and we now are going to take caller number 6 at 215-263-WMMR to see if you have kept track of all five of those letters and now have a word. And if so, and you get through and you're the caller, we will set you up with this very cool prize that we have. Um, what's coming up on your program today, dude? More you who loot at noon, and then with me and Jackson at three, uh, that'll be fun. And also workforce blocks of Dire Straits. You can't go wrong ah, with that band. Love them, aren't they amazing? They're great, amazing. And John Mellencamp uh, for his birthday today, and Muse. Uh, in honor of uh, what we have to give away here shortly. Yep, absolutely. All right, it's going to be a good one. So we will uh, see if we can find someone who happens to know what the word of the week is. And that person we're going to try out with is Jody. Hi there, Jody. How are you guys? Wonderful. How you doing? Good. It's a beautiful day. Yes, and it would be wonderful to win something. So give us a word, and we'll see if that's correct. Moving. Great day in the morning. Jody, you got it. That's awesome. And you are moving on to Las Vegas for a trip that we have for you. Uh, That's it. It's a home and away (laughs) thing. So Muse is coming to town. They're going to be playing at the Wells Fargo Center. You're going to go to that show, uh, which is uh, Sunday, March 19th. And then we're going to fly you off to the Vegas show. I don't have the date on the Vegas show, but we'll we'll get that information. But you're going. Next year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So hang on the line. Congratulations to you, okay? Thank you. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. Hold on. We'll get your information. We'll set you up. And uh, don't forget that tickets for that Wells Fargo Center show are on sale now. They went on sale about 42 minutes ago at 10 a.m. You can go to Wells Fargo Center Philly. Dot com complete details at wmmr.com uh, to find out all you need to know about the, the date show. is arpel 8th preston arpel 8th arpel 8th okay uh, april 8th is when that's going to be no they've changed it uh, the official calendar society has now changed yeah. april to arpel all right uh, everyone Make a note of that, please. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by Acme Markets Fresh Foods. Local flavors also brought to you by Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, now open in Fairless Hills in the court at Oxford Valley. One love. And also brought to you by Trinity Rehab locations all over and now open in King of Prussia. Trinity-Rehab. Casey just threw this in my face. And wants me to mention this one more time that uh, our big freaking deal at uh, WMMR.com is two tickets to the Bates Motel and Haunted Attraction. Take advantage of it, especially this weekend. Number one haunted attraction in America. You get it for half price, folks. So go to WMMR.com, use the keyword deal, and it's while supplies last. Next week, we're going to worry about next week. Yes. That's it. We're done. That's my kind of planning. Great, John. Have a great weekend. (laughs) 
We'll see you later, I guys. thought I'd teach these kids something, and I finally taught them something. Don't plan ahead. Bye-bye. I don't know. I don't know. WMMR. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the The is it morning yet deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.